You're in the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. With Gene and Chris on the Paracast, we have a show today that will probably be quite controversial, as we'll explain in a few moments. Right now, read a piece this week at mysteriousuniverse.org from Nick Redfern. And the title kind of says it, The Roswell UFO, Hiatus or Change? And what Nick is saying basically is that we're reduced to arguing minute details, such as the providence of the Ramey memo or the size of the crash area and minor alterations in eyewitness testimony, but nothing there is actually getting us closer to figuring out what landed at Roswell and what happened to whatever landed or crashed at Roswell. And that's it. None of this stuff is helping us get there. It's just a lot of nonsense, which is really filling time. But we're kind of at a point now where how do you get more information? We have, of course, the topic that shall not be named, the Roswell slides, where it had nothing to do with Roswell, even if it wasn't the body of a mummy. Uh, point being here is that it sounds like we're just being desperate for new information. And how can we ever get new information about Roswell unless something is stuck in an attic somewhere? Yeah, I, I, I just think it's just emblematic of what's wrong with the field of ufology. And I, the more time passes by, the more water under the bridge, the more that I'm coming to the realization that this, this field is probably going to die with the generation that grew up with it uh, initially in the 50s. I just have a sense that there's too much mudding of the waters with the CGI and Photoshopping of images and uh, footage. There's uh, too much reliance on the media to uh, formulate our idealized view of what these what these craft uh, number one look like, and number two, their performance characteristics, and and number three, the reason why they're here and who's piloting them. Then I I think that this is just. Uh, you know, once again, uh, and I think today's show is going to illustrate straight this point as well. I think that this whole field is uh, is on its deathbed. And unless we really are able to uh, come up with new and different ways to gather hard data and interpret the, the data that we have gathered already properly, if there's, I don't even think that's even possible. But if it is possible, we need to be concentrating on on new and different things. I absolutely agree with Greg Bishop that uh, we need to end our reliance on collective thinking uh, along these various subjects that I've just uh, just off the top of my head popped off. I think we need to become creative thinkers and and really start thinking out of the box because uh, there is no hope. And I, I you know I haven't read Nick's article, but but based on your your brief summary of it, I, I would absolutely agree. There's no there's no nothing to be gained out of flogging a horse that is so dead and rotten and in 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 pieces by now and desiccated in the desert that you know we're not going to get that that old nag up and 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 get her pulling loads again uh there's just no way and i'm getting more and more jaded and cynical as time goes on and the more books i read the more uh facebook posts i see the more uh tv shows that i observe with a jaundiced eye it's pretty hopeless. And unless someone like a Ray Stanford can get his, his proverbial act together and, uh, and summon up the uh, whatever reserves of willpower and courage, it, you know, or surmount whatever obstacles he's placed in his own way 
to get his uh, information out there. I've I've almost had it with this whole subject. I really have. It's it's just it's just so filled with with pop culture misinterpretation and uh, quasi religious belief that it's it's I'm losing my interest uh, in the subject pretty rapidly at this point. Well, one of the things we should do is not talk about these old cases over and over again. Now, the other week we had Stan Gordon, who was a great guest, but suddenly he gets lost in Kecksburg again. And that case goes back, what, to the 1960s. And I don't know that there's really anything new about it. We can look over individual aspects of it and talk about the minute details all over again, but there's nothing new. It's the same old case. We could look well, back at any of the cases from the 50s and 60s, and it's the same situation. Rendlesham, hmm, maybe sort of, but I don't think a lot of new stuff. Yeah, I I think there is a real window of opportunity that needs to be um, utilized properly, I think, with any case. And uh, the more time goes by, um, I think the less likely it is to really you know, that you can really ascertain anything uh, new and different about a case. And, and Roswell, of course, is the is the obvious example of of just, you know, I, I consider a lot of these old cases red herrings uh, to keep people focused on the right hand while the left hand is uh, having its way. And I, I don't think enough uh, work is being done to try to pierce the veil of secrecy behind the level of technology that uh, undoubtedly exists somewhere in a covert way in, in the black world. And I, I, I really, it's such a hall of mirrors with a quicksand floor that unless somebody really comes up with something just bombshell um, in the before mentioned Mr. Stanford, you know, I, I really do uh, feel that he has something to share, but, but, you know, he's got to do something and he's got to do it uh, fairly quickly because he's not getting any younger. So, you know, I think that it, again, this whole field uh, is going to die a quick death. I, I equate it almost with, uh, you know, in a similar way with what's happening on Native American reservations and and, and in other indigenous cultures. Uh, as soon as this uh, current generation of traditionals dies off, a major chunk of the cultures will be lost. And I, I think a lot of that uh, can carry through when looking at the, the, uf- the field of ufology, if Euphology, I think, as many people now refer to it, um, I, I think the same is going to going to hold true there. And unless we get some real hotshot kids that are uh, really digging and coming up with new out of the box ways to approach the the subject, I, I don't I don't see it really continuing much longer, and definitely not in the form that it's uh, it's it is now with butts in the seats and conferences and and uh, book and DVD sales and that sort of thing. I you know I I just I I just think they it's that paradigm is, is it's time is over. And, you know, I'm, I'm hoping that uh, Mr. Jacobs or Dr. Jacobs today will, will, uh, you know, maybe pull me in some sort of positive direction in my thinking. Uh, I, I just feel really down on the subject lately. I, I don't, I don't know, maybe it's just me. And if that, uh, you know, irritates some of our listeners, so be it, uh, come up with uh, some way to uh, change my mind, uh, get out of your armchairs, uh, you know, start, put your thinking caps on and start coming up with some new and novel ways to approach the subject, uh, you know, prove me wrong. Uh, and if, if you can't, uh, you know, keep quiet. Okay. Our guest this week is Dr. David Jacobs, and he has a new book out called Walking Among Us, The Alien Plan to Control Humanity. 
Oh, boy. This sounds pretty extreme. <laughs> so we're going to find out what he's talking about yeah. here. But also painting the picture overall of his research and how he gets there. But there's one thing we're not going to talk about. And he's had this ongoing fight or battle with an abductee that he tried to help one time, an abductee from the other side of the world. I will not mention that person's name because it opens a proverbial can of worms. I don't want to enter that door because it's useless. It's not going to get us anywhere in figuring out what's happening, whether UFO abductions does represent some kind of alien covert invasion or something else entirely. And as I said, this is a pretty extreme view of the situation. And we're going to ask some careful questions of Dr. Jacobs. Remember, he's been at this game for a number of years. He has a lot of people who support his methods. I just worry about conclusions like that. Let me tell you one thing not to worry about. Our new lifetime subscription plan at the Paracast Plus at plus.theparacast.com. You get the After the Paracast podcast exclusive for Paracast Plus members. The ad-free version of this show, we got a video coming soon of the search for a hidden city in the vicinity of the Grand Canyon. We'll let you know about that. So we want you to check it out, plus.theparacast.com. Dr. David Jacobs is joining us with Gene and Chris. You're in the Paracast. So here's what happened. I was placing an order online. The site went down. It took hours before it returned, but I'd already placed the order with another company. If your site goes down, you could lose business. And if you have a business or personal site, you'll want to know it's easy to run and it will stay online. At iWeb, your site is hosted on one of the most reliable networks in the world. Talk to a sales rep at iWeb.com. Use the promo code TECHNIGHTOWL for a special discount. First game attack of the rockoids and it was a critically acclaimed success and now there is the coming of the protectors a former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream a dream that turns out to be a nightmare because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the earth this is gripping science fiction of the classic kind attack of the rockoids and the coming of the protectors find out more at rockoids.com that's rockoids r-o-c-k-o-i-d-s dot com Do you owe $10,000 or more to the IRS? Then get on board with the tax admiral and let us steer your way to financial freedom. The IRS is the largest collection agency in the world. They can freeze your bank accounts, seize your car, home, will garnish your paychecks and benefits. Don't take on the IRS alone. I can fight for you using industry secrets that can help stop the IRS. I'll cut your penalties, slash your interest, and reduce your overall tax bill. Sometimes I can even get it zeroed out completely. We're an A-rated company with over 30 years experience helping people clean up their mess with the IRS. And we have a 95% customer satisfaction rating. If you owe $10,000 or more to the IRS, are facing an audit, a lien, or levy, then call me right away. Call 800-287-7180. Again, that's 800-287-7180. 800-287-7180. 800-287-7180. 
time to kick some ash. Because cigarettes have met their match. Smokers are switching to Vapriate e-liquid by LaSig. Because when you kick ash, you kick tar and smelly smoke too. LaSig smokes the competition with real people customer service, a seven-day satisfaction guarantee, and same-day fast-free shipping. Become a vapor today at LaSig.com. Spelled L-E-C-I-G.com. LaSig e-cigarettes. Kick some ash. It's time to kick some ash. Because cigarettes have met their match. Smokers are switching to Vapriate e-liquid by LaSig. Because when you kick ash, you kick tar and smelly smoke too. LaSig smokes the competition with real people customer service, a seven-day satisfaction guarantee, and same-day fast-free shipping. Become a vapor today at LaSig.com. Spelled L-E-C-I-G.com. LaSig e-cigarettes. Kick some ash. Sciatica, lower back pain, hip pain, poor posture. If you suffer from any of these problems, get ready to relax. Introducing an amazing product that's been in the market for over 25 years, the Sacro Wedgie. It was invented by a football coach using a common sense osteopath technique. He created this device to help his athletes by isolating and supporting the sacrum, which is the keystone of our anatomy. This wedge-shaped bone is in the center of our hips, where a lot of pain starts. Simply relax 20 minutes daily on the amazingly simple Sacro Wedgie and let gravity do the work, helping muscles rebalance and start releasing nerves. Sit in the sacral wedgie at the computer or while traveling to help correct posture to finally help relieve those stubborn aches and pains for only $33.95. It's made in the USA, so click the family-owned website at sacrowedgie.com, spelled S-A-C-R-O-W-E-D-G-Y.com, or call 1-800-737-9295. That's 1-800-737-9295. Relax your back pain away with the sacral wedgie. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com. We have Dr. David Jacobs joining us on this week's episode. We haven't talked with him for several years, so just want to see how you're getting along, Dr. Jacobs. I see you got a new book out that we'll talk about shortly. But before we do that, how does an historian get involved in UFO abductions? You know, actually, there have been very few historians in UFO history uh, who've been involved not only uh, with abductions, uh, but with uh, with the UFO phenomenon uh, uh, in general. So the answer is, I don't know. I got interested in the subject of UFOs sometime in 1965-66. I know that when my wife and I uh, drove from UCLA, where we were undergraduates, to uh, University of Wisconsin-Madison, uh, I was already heavily, heavily imbued with the subject and... Uh, when I got there, I eventually uh, uh, joined the Aerial Phenomena Research Organization, Jim and Cora Lorenzen's group. This is long before MUFON. Well, I'll tell you uh, something about APRO and Cora Lorenzen. I had a few, as they say, encounters with her that were not so pleasant. But let's go oh, on. Oh, is that right? <laughs> they, they were extremely gracious to me as a student and all that. And um, uh, when I did research in their files, actually. 
I uh, I subscribed to Flying Saucer Review, which was the best um, periodical in the in the world about the subject and all that, and that's that's all I thought about. Now I wrote my master's thesis on the introduction of uh, Freudianism, psychoanalysis, into the American psychological and psychiatric community between 1909 and 1929. All the while thinking about flying saucers while I was writing it, uh, and then eventually I wrote my doctoral dissertation on the controversy over unidentified flying objects in America. And after I got my PhD in 1973, uh, I just stuck with it. I stuck with UFOs all the way until I met uh, Bud Hopkins in 1982, who introduced me to the abduction phenomenon, which I was not a great uh, believer in, actually. Okay, uh, let me ask you about that. Let's make that connection here. Okay, until you met Bud Hopkins, you didn't necessarily accept abductions. What about working with him? or associating with him made you change your mind? Well, um, actually, there's a, a slight story that goes with this. Uh, we had a mutual friend, Tracy Torme, who is a, a UFO guy and is a Hollywood producer and writer now, and, and uh, sure. he is a son of Mel Torme and all that. Uh, I was at a conference um, in 1981 where Bud Hopkins was going to give basically the first paper uh, uh, about abductions to a, a UFO organization. It was a conference put on by Alan Hynek. The question was, when that when Hopkins got up to give this paper, should I sit there and waste an hour of my life, or should I go in the hallway with my friend Marcello Truzzi and tell jokes? He knew every joke ever invented in the history of humankind. Uh, Truzzi was a professor of sociology at Eastern Michigan University. I went out in the hallway. I didn't want to hear that stuff about his abductions. The following year in 82, Tracy Torme called me up and said that uh, he wanted to talk with me in private. Nobody could listen. And it was all about government conspiracy. And we went to uh, um, Central Park in New York City. And afterwards, after the talk, he said, let's go over to my friend Bud Hopkins' house. I said, no, Tracy, I don't think I want to do that. I don't want to go there. You know, I'm not interested in that stuff. He said, oh, come on, come on, come on. He's a nice guy. You like him. He's a nice guy. I said, no, no, no. I got other things to do. He said, come on, come on. And he grabs a cab. And I and uh, I said, okay. So we go over to his, uh, he at 8th Avenue and 16th Street. And I remember, Tracy could not remember his address. We had to look at buttons, you know, uh, bell, bell buttons uh, to, uh, to find out uh, uh, where it was, and, and, and we found it. <laughs> Hopkins, it said underneath the doorbell. And he was, uh, when I met him, he was gracious, intelligent. Uh, he had astounding art on the wall. Franz Klein and and Hans Hoffman and, uh, and Mark Rothko and, and, and drawings by Cezanne and Renoir and Degas. It was wow. just astonishing. He was an artist, which I did not know, and extremely intelligent, extremely gracious. And we, now it's time to leave. We spent about an hour there. It's time to leave. I was very impressed with him. We're standing in a little sidewalk area, uh, leading a little area leading to the sidewalk. Uh, and he says so to me, "What are you doing this coming summer?" And I said, "Well, oh, we just had a baby, and normally we go up to uh, Bar Harbor, Maine, but uh, it's too it's too long in the car for the baby." So uh, we're going to go to a little town in Cape Cod. This is a town that nobody ever heard of called Wellfleet. He said, Wellfleet? He says, I own a house in Wellfleet. I spend every summer in Wellfleet. Wow. When you come up there, look me up. 
So we did that uh, that summer, and um, uh, and it's been downhill for me ever since. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's interesting that he owned a house there, you know, that he, he could to afford to do that. Right. He used to live in a town just north of it called Churro. Then he bought he had a house designed by a friend of his, and he bought, bought it in Wellfleet. Yeah, it's funny. I've got a friend that's got a, that grew up in Wellfleet, believe it or not. <laughs> oh, is that right? Yeah. <laughs> you know, here's a question I think that a lot of people who are familiar with your work, I, I'm not sure if they're really aware what your personal history is with the UFO phenomenon. For instance, have besides maybe some sort of light in the sky that looked peculiar, have you ever seen a, a, a you know, an undeniable uh, UFO. The word is undeniable. I was at home in Madison, Wisconsin, and um, I got a call from a friend of mine who helped me with doing, uh, we were doing field work, you know, investigating UFO sightings in Madison. And he said, David, uh, go on over to this certain park uh, over by Lake Mendota, if anybody knows anything about Madison, and I check out what, there's something hanging in the air. So I I went over there uh, with my telescope And I could see an object that was just stationary in the air that was not a balloon, wasn't a plane, it wasn't circular. It looked like uh, it had a pointed bottom and a sort of square top, uh, which does not look like a, which is not what UFOs look like necessarily. But that thing stood there for hours. I had other people look at it and uh, for hours and hours until a, a, a haze came around in clouds and we couldn't see it anymore. And we called up uh, the local airport, and we called uh, to see if there's any weather balloons in the area. And we never figured out what it was. I don't know what it was. But in fact, uh, otherwise, I've never seen anything unusual in the sky uh, before or since. And this didn't quite qualify for UFO uh, because of its shape. It never quite conformed to the shapes that we've seen. So who knows? Okay, let's go back, though, to your association with Bud Hopkins. How did that lead to your working on UFO abductions? Well, Bud showed me, introduced me to abductees. Of course, I'd never met an abductee before. Uh, had me, uh, uh, we started going to Wellfleet every every uh, year. Uh, and I started hanging around Bud's house. <laughs> but um, but he showed me uh, how to do hypnosis. How, I mean, I sat in hypnosis sessions with him, both in Wellfleet and, and in, in uh, New York City. And it was obvious after a while that something was, that this was serious business. Uh, However, it took me uh, four years uh, to start doing my own hypnosis with abductees. Uh, I didn't start doing it until 1986. So there was plenty of time for me to learn and plenty of time for me to absorb what the situation was and plenty of time with me to to deal with with Bud, who became my my closest friend uh, for almost 30 years. Let's do our break now and get on with more of this. We have Dr. David Jacobs with Gene and Chris. You're in the Paracast. Thank you for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. Hey, Berkey Guy here. Are you still drinking unfiltered tap water? Does your water contain chlorine or fluoride? Will you have drinkable water in an emergency? The Berkey Guy is here to help you remove these and other potential contaminants from your water, thus helping you drink clean, purified water. We offer Berkey water purification systems at the lowest available prices online. Don't go another moment without Berkey System. Over the last 10 years, we've helped thousands drink clean, purified water. Join them by visiting GoBerkey.com or call me, the Berkey Guy, at 877-886-3653. That's 877-886-3653. Hey, Berkey. 
Funky Guy here. Are you still drinking unfiltered tap water? Does your water contain chlorine or fluoride? Will you have drinkable water in an emergency? The Berkey Guy is here to help you remove these and other potential contaminants from your water, thus helping you drink clean, purified water. We offer Berkey water purification systems at the lowest available prices online. Don't go another moment without Berkey System. Over the last 10 years, we've helped thousands drink clean, purified water. Join them by visiting GoBerkey.com or call me, the Berkey Guy, at 877-886-3653. That's 877-886-3653. Don't complain about your cable bill going up and up and up. Do something about it. Grab a pencil and jot down this special number. 1-855-905-MY-TV. The more cable TV rates go up, the better digital satellite TV looks. Say goodbye to the cable guy. And get more of your favorite channels in 100% digital quality for less money. Call 1-855-905-MY-TV. Sign up for packages starting as low as $19.99 and there's no equipment to buy. You get free HD TV upgrade, a free DVR upgrade, and free professional and installation you control what you watch when you watch it record your favorite shows pause and rewind live tv even skip the commercials watch local channels too at just $19.99 what are you waiting for pull out your major credit or debit card call 1-855-905-MY-TV 1-855-905-MY-TV say goodbye to the cable guy cut costs and get more 1-855-905-MY-TV 1-855-905-MY-TV don't complain about your cable bill going up and up and up. Do something about it. Grab a pencil and jot down this special number. 1-855-905-MY-TV. The more cable TV rates go up, the better digital satellite TV looks. Say goodbye to the cable guy. And get more of your favorite channels in 100% digital quality for less money. Call 1-855-905-MY-TV. Sign up for packages starting as low as $19.99 and there's no equipment to buy. You get free HD TV upgrade, a free DVR upgrade, and free professional and installation you control what you watch when you watch it record your favorite shows pause and rewind live tv even skip the commercials watch local channels too at just $19.99 what are you waiting for pull out your major credit or debit card call 1-855-905-MY-TV 1-855-905-MY-TV say goodbye to the cable guy cut costs and get more 1-855-905-MY-TV 1-855-905-MY-TV My name is Dell, and I live in El Cajon, California. I was concerned about my cholesterol readings because I knew that high cholesterol is related to clogging of the arteries and increases the risk for heart attack and stroke. One day, I heard an ad for heart and body extract, and I was skeptical, but I decided to give it a try. Man, the numbers don't lie. Learn the secrets of an effective, natural, 100% organic nutritional supplement for a healthy heart and circulation at hbextract.com. My name is Dell, and I live in El Cajon, California. I was concerned about my cholesterol readings because I knew that high cholesterol is related to clogging of the arteries and increases the risk for heart attack and stroke. One day, I heard an ad for heart and body extract, and I was skeptical, but I decided to give it a try. Man, the numbers don't lie. Learn the secrets of an effective, natural, 100% organic nutritional supplement for a healthy heart and circulation at hbextract.com. This is Jacques Vallée, and you're listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. So we're moving right now into UFO abductions. 
with Dr. David Jacobs, and he has a new book out, Walking Among Us, that we'll talk about shortly. But right now, he's telling us about the early times he began to engage in hypnosis. Now, how did you get trained for this? I assume you just didn't read a book and try it, right? Well, I sat in on Bud's sessions. I saw, I heard exactly what he was saying. I wrote down every word. I, I listened to the questioning. I did, in fact, read up on hypnosis and all that. And I did go to a little hypnosis uh, conference that they convention that they had in uh, in Philadelphia. I, you know, after four years of uh, fooling around with this, uh, uh, Bud said, "Well, you're ready now." And he uh, he sent me a, a letter that had been sent to him by a woman in Philadelphia. And I, I contacted her, and she came over, and we were going to do hypnosis with abductee, with an abductee, I thought. And uh, she uh, was 27 years old, and, and we decided that we would take a look at an event that happened when she was around seven years older, so I can't exactly remember. And I wrote this up in, in Secret Life, uh, a book I published in 1992. And... I was nervous beyond imagination. I have never done hypnosis before, and I'd never been hypnotized before. And uh, so I wrote out a, uh, a sort of little standard spiel, so to speak, an induction uh, on a three-by-five card, which I put in the palm of my hand so she wouldn't see it. Uh, I sat sort of a little bit behind her. She was on a couch in our living room. She was heavily into channeling, so uh, she used to offer seminars for channeling, in fact. So she went into this, quote, trance, end quote, and, uh, which is a misnomer if there ever was one. I asked her all these questions about how she, she was seven years old. She, was, uh, she remembered leaning down and looking at a buttercup on the, on the grass that she was in a park. And then she felt arms around her, and it lifted her up, and, and she was brought into this UFO, and uh, there were the, the guy who brought her in had a page boy haircut, and she knew who he was. His name, she had named him Cosmo. They put her on a table and took her clothes off and did this to her and that to her and this to her and that to her, and there was a reproductive aspect that took place that she was extremely embarrassed to tell me about. And it got her off the table, and they walked down a hallway, and she met a small gray alien, and she was required to put her hands on the gray alien's head. She felt love and affection and warmth uh, coming from him. They continued down the hallway then, and uh, there was a council of uh, gray aliens uh, sitting around a table, and uh, they said to her that she was going to grow up to be a beautiful, intelligent person and all that. And that made her feel good, I guess. And then they uh, got her clothes back on and took her back. And I was thrilled with this. Oh, my God. I've done it. I've done it. I've done a hypnosis with an abductee. I called up Bud, uh, matched notes with him. And had you ever heard of this? Had you ever heard of that? Et cetera, et cetera. And I was just, oh, I was thrilled. That night, I went up to my 8086 dual floppy computer zenith brand i remember those i must be old (laughs) so and to transcribe what she'd said into it you know what i mean on dos of course because there was no windows or anything like that and um i thought that my little cassette tape recorder with its condenser mic would pick up every word she whispered you could hear oh. me on it. There was no nothing at all coming from her, and it was gone. The whole thing was gone. I broke out into a cold sweat, and I thought, oh, my God, oh, my God, I've lost it all. I'll, I'll remember it. I'll just force myself to remember it. That, of course, is not possible. 
But she came back for another session, another session, another session, another session. And then after a while, after a couple of months, I said, Melissa, remember that first session we did? She said, yeah, yeah. I said, well, I had a little trouble with the tape recorder. And uh, so I, uh, can we do that again? She said, sure. She's leaning over, looking at a buttercup. Uh, she feels her arms around her, takes her up. It's Cosmo. He's got a uh, page boy haircut, uh, takes her clothes off, puts her on a table, does this, that, this, that. She's there. There's a reproductive aspect. She's very embarrassed to tell me about. Uh, gets her up the table, puts her clothes back on, takes her back. Okay, I, I have one question to ask you before we go on. Okay. What business does Dr. David Jacobs have of hypnotizing people for such a sensitive matter without being a trained psychologist or a hypnotherapist? Let me finish the story and you will understand. Sure. <laughs> so I said to her, well, Melissa, remember the first time you told me about your walk down a hallway and you had this great alien, you had to touch his head and you felt well, love and warmth. And she said, you know, I don't remember that happening. And I said, oh. well, what about when you went into this room with the, there was a council set up and you were going to grow out to be a wonderful person? She said, I think that happened to my friend Lynn, not to me. And I knew at that instant, Gene, that I had no idea what I was doing. Oh, boy. <laughs> okay, so that comes full circle then. Yeah. Right. And at that point, I realized I've got to put in a set of controls to never allow this to happen again as far as, far as I can, I, I can uh, tell. And uh, once I started putting in the controls and once I started uh, being very careful, much more careful with my questioning, things began to regularize. Now, the question is this. How can I, some guy off the street, do hypnosis? Well, hypnosis is just about one billionth of one millimeter from being totally fraudulent altogether, the way I look at it. It's just simple relaxation. All I do is I follow what Bud said in his inductions, just simple relaxing. Relax your arms, relax your legs, relax these muscles, relax those muscles, a little bit of deepening, and we're going to go down some steps to a nice place, uh, and each time you'll feel more and more relaxed, and then I start asking questions. That's it. It takes about 10, 15 minutes. People say to me, David, I don't think I'm hypnotized. And the answer I give them is, it doesn't matter. Lay back down. There's a little day bed that they, I have, and there's a coffee table, and I sit on a chair. Uh, I say, it doesn't matter. Lay back down. And I keep asking the questions, and it doesn't matter. And they start remembering. And I, uh, am I questioning as logical and chronological? Uh, I don't begin, I, hopefully I don't begin in the middle of a session, uh, middle of an event. I start at the beginning, if at all possible. It's all strictly logical. Even then, I have learned the role of confabulation. People will say things that are not true. They're not lying. They think they're true, but they didn't happen that way. And I've learned that conscious memories with no hypnosis are notoriously inaccurate and filled with confabulation. Uh, you have to remember, I've looked at about 1,150 different events with about 150 people over, over decades sometimes. Sometimes they come to me just once. And, uh, and, uh, and I've learned the problems of questioning, learned the problems of confabulation. Professional hypnotists cannot do this. And the reason they can't do it it's because they know nothing about the abduction phenomenon and the problems with, with hypnosis, with abductions, and the fact that people aren't supposed to remember and, and all that. So 
the question is then, how can I do hypnosis? Well, I did it the hard way. I learned on the on the fly. I learned as we went along, and so I uh, after a while I got a pretty good sense of how to do it and how not to do it and all that. My next project will be how to do hypnosis with abductees. My guess is that the audience for this kind of a book will be in the tens and tens, and therefore it'll probably be self-published. But I would like to, if at all possible, and here's a grandiose concept, standardize uh, the, the, the abduction uh, uh, hypnosis system and essentially regularize it so that, so that everybody's on the same page and confabulation is kept at its lowest, and people know how to interpret answers to questions, and people know how abductees speak of their experiences, and they know where confabulation comes. Uh, I've got a list of uh, the top 10 confabulated areas and things like that. And so uh, uh, it, it's, it, it's, it's something that I've sort of specialized in in, recent, in, in in the last 20 years or so. Let's go on with this, talking about the process of hypnotizing people who may have been abducted. More to come with Gene and Chris and Dr. David Jacobs. You're in The Paracast. Thank you for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. Conspiracy Journal is your number one source for the hidden world of the weird and strange. We bring you thought-provoking and controversial material for free-thinking individuals who are seeking what is really going on in our world today. Some of this material may adversely affect you. Other pieces are meant to enlighten. Either way, be prepared to be intrigued by such things as the reality of UFOs, ghosts, strange creatures from time and space, hidden conspiracies, time travel, Nikola Tesla, suppressed technology, and a whole lot more. You can find out more by visiting our website at conspiracyjournal.com. There you can sign up for our free weekly newsletter sent directly to your email address. Find out what they don't want you to know. There are hundreds of silver products on the market today, but there's nothing like the astonishing health benefits of the multi-patented One Silver Solution. Boost your immune system at a great price with our Silver Solution Liquid, starting at $12.95 a bottle, now available in regular and extra strength. That's half the price of the leading competitors. Call 844-USE-SILVER for your free catalog or go to OneSilverSolution.com. OneSilverSolution.com. There is only one silver solution. There are hundreds of silver products on the market today, but there's nothing like the astonishing health benefits of the multi-patented One Silver Solution. Boost your immune system at a great price with our Silver Solution Liquid, starting at $12.95 a bottle, now available in regular and extra strength. That's half the price of the leading competitors. Call 844-USE-SILVER for your free catalog or go to OneSilverSolution.com. OneSilverSolution.com. There is only one silver solution. 
We use mobile devices right against our bodies every day. But growing scientific evidence has emerged showing serious health risks associated with exposure to EMF radiation emitted from these devices. The solution is Defender Shield, the most effective mobile radiation shielding ever developed. Defender Shield blocks virtually 100% of EMF radiation from cell phones, tablets, and laptops and starts at just $64.99. Buy now at DefenderShield.com. For 10% off, use promo code GCN. DefenderShield.com, the worldwide leader in mobile radiation shielding. We use mobile devices right against our bodies every day, but growing scientific evidence has emerged showing serious health risks associated with exposure to EMF radiation emitted from these devices. The solution is Defender Shield, the most effective mobile radiation shielding ever developed. Defender Shield blocks virtually 100% of EMF radiation from cell phones, tablets, and laptops and starts at just $64.99. Buy now at DefenderShield.com. For 10% off, use promo code GCN. DefenderShield.com, the worldwide leader in mobile radiation shielding. Paid non-attorney spokesperson, Ricky LeBlanc, admitted in Mass only. Sokolov Law, LLC, Chestnut Hill, Mass. Ken Levan, responsible attorney in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Greg Hobby, New Jersey. The choice of lawyer is an important decision that should not be based solely upon advertisements. While this firm maintains joint responsibility, most cases of this type are referred to other attorneys for principal responsibility. If you know what mesothelioma is, you or someone you love has likely been impacted by this devastating cancer. You may be entitled to compensation. Call Sokolov Law today. 1-800-218-HELP. The only known cause of mesothelioma is asbestos exposure. Thousands of hardworking men and women, including many U.S. veterans and industrial workers, have been diagnosed with mesothelioma because manufacturers knew the dangers but put profits ahead of people. An estimated $30 billion in court-ordered trust has been set aside to pay money to asbestos victims. If you or a loved one has been diagnosed with mesothelioma, call now. You may be entitled to receive compensation without ever going to court or filing a lawsuit. Call for a free legal consultation at 1-800-218-HELP. That's 1-800-218-HELP. Hi, this is James Fox from Chasing UFOs. You're listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. Now, just to ask the other question here, Dr. David Jacobs, have you had the work you've done reviewed by professional therapists to see what they think about it? Doesn't matter. They know nothing about the abduction phenomenon. So the key is what you're saying, and this is the point that you've made here, is that when you handle people who may have been abducted, you can't use traditional methods. But that goes back to Barney and Betty Hill, because they were checked out by somebody who was a traditional therapist. He had no idea what he was doing, by definition. Uh, he was a terrific. Uh, uh, Benjamin Simon was a hypnotist uh, for the uh, for the Air Force. I'm sorry for the Army in uh, World War II. He was an extremely well-known person and and a great hypnotist. But by definition, because it was only the first one discovered in the United States, he had no idea uh, what he was listening to or what questions to ask. For example, in that initial uh, hypnosis uh, event, uh, Betty said that uh, that they stuck a needle in her navel. And she asked them what it was and why, why it was, and, and they said it was a pregnancy test. Uh, that is almost certainly not true. And the reason I know that is because it's never been uttered by any other abductee that I've ever worked with. Again, although that procedure, needle in the navel, is extremely common. That's one way. Another way I know is that... Um, these beings do not say what they're doing. People ask them all the time, why are you doing that? They, they, they remain silent. They don't give an explanation. Number three, we know there's no such thing as a pregnancy test. That is a, a non-starter. They know all about reproduction and pregnancy. It's what that procedure is. 
is uh, uh, most likely, and I can't tell for sure, most likely is the needle is actually going into one of the ovaries and it's uh, taking out uh, follicles uh, uh, from the ovary. Uh, and we've seen this a whole bunch of times. Why, why the medieval uh, level of technology? Uh, you would think some, some race that's able to come here from, from vast distances would have uh, almost magical appearing technology that didn't involve in, invasive procedures. Uh, I, I'm, you know, like scoop marks. Why, you know, they, all they need for genetic uh, material is just a swab. Why yeah, do they need they, a little chunk of flesh, for instance? I, I've never been able know, to reconcile this. We don't know anything that has to do with the so-called table procedures. We don't know anything that has to do with technology. We don't know any of that. Now, it's important. There's a bizarre way of looking at this. And that is that if the the abduction phenomenon is either psychological, it's mental, it's mentally derived, or it's happening. There's no in the middle. There's no being mistaken. Oh, I was wrong. You know, I thought I was abducted, but I wasn't. There's there's nothing being missed. You're either creating it or it's happening. If, in fact, people were creating it, we'd know all sorts of stuff about every procedure run on it, just like uh, Betty Hill said. Uh, they would say things uh, all the time about what we'd, we'd know. Because it would, there wouldn't be a concept of not knowing. They they would ask questions and the aliens would answer. We'd have that all the time. And sometimes they wouldn't, but most of the time we probably would. In fact, nobody knows what these things are. Abductees have no idea what's going on uh, during the, the, the table procedures. Uh, and the only thing I've been able to identify with a degree of certainty is, one, is uh, sometimes they'll take an instrument and they'll run it across a, uh, the bottom of a person's foot and the foot will flex. And I think that's some sort of an examination, a uh, 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 testing of the foot flexing a, a neurological situation. My, How do we know that what they are remembering is a real physical event or some kind of thing they experience mentally without a physical connection? Well, or maybe just course, misinterpreting uh, what really happened. Right. If this were mental, what we would get is uh, all sorts of different kinds of things happening to people. Uh, um, uh, there would, it would be idiosyncratic. That is to say, they would be saying things that related to their lives, uh, to where they were born and raised. Uh, and uh, every story would be different in, in profound ways. Uh, they wouldn't know necessarily all the procedures that are done. And, and of course, people, uh, what people don't realize is that they are virtually never abducted uh, to have table procedures. There's always other things that are going on. Uh, but um, uh, and, and we would have called that, we would have known that early on, and we wouldn't be talking right now. Uh, if there was the slightest chance that this was uh, psychological, uh, we wouldn't, uh, that wouldn't happen. Not only that, but... There's a certain physicality to this that cannot be dismissed. People are physically missing from their normal environments when they are abducted. Police have been called, search parties have been sent out, children hunt for their parents, uh, parents hunt for their kids, that sort of stuff. People return with unusual marks and scars uh, and and bumps and this and that on their bodies, scoop marks, whatever, uh, that weren't there the day before. And the most dramatic example of this that I ever saw was a woman who I had done a session with um, one day, and the next day I saw her again, and she had two one-inch fully formed scars between her thumb and her forefinger on both hands that were not there the day before. I was looking at something that was physically impossible 
And as I looked at it, I had to pick my jaw up off the floor, I must say. And there is that. Not only that, but people uh, are returned sometimes wearing uh, somebody else's clothes or their clothes on inside out. Uh, there's all sorts of people can are abducted in groups and they can they can confirm each other's abductions. Sometimes people run into each other and recognize each other from an abduction event that they were both on and can confirm each other's abductions that way. It was, they weren't abducted in their group, they, but they were there together. Uh, it, it goes on and on, the physicality of it. Without that, of course, you, you'd still be diddling with the mental stuff. But the main thing is, this is a global phenomenon. The United States is not the leader in the abduction world. It's not the leader of it. Uh, it goes around the world and everybody says the same thing from what we can gather. Now, obviously, I don't know every single country. I don't know what's happening in, let's just say, North Korea. But I do know Brazil and Argentina and Chile, et cetera, et cetera, and, uh, and various countries in Europe and, and, and uh, uh, countries in Africa that I've, I've done, I've done, people I've had election experience who I've worked with. And so it just, you know, it's, it's, it's everywhere and it's in Japan and China uh, and uh, who other people have worked with and, and that. And so... This is not an American phenomenon. It's global. You have to keep that in mind at all times. And it's relatively new. We can date it back to the early 20th century with a high degree of certainty. Uh, we can date it back with a lower degree of certainty the last, to the last quarter of the 19th century. But they've been doing this for most of the 20th century. It didn't start in 1947 when... Uh, the Kenneth Arnold sighting uh, took place and everybody got interested in UFOs and all that. So uh, what that means is that these beings who are doing this are extremely serious about what they're doing. And the amount and there's an enormous amount of time and energy put into this project. Well, in the, when you say you know that these events have been going on uh, all the way back 100 plus years, uh, how do we know that? Is that just uh, anecdotal information gathered from uh, no. sessions? Well, uh, I, I did uh, uh, sessions with people who were very young in the 1930s, and we did stuff. Uh, uh, I, I did a couple of different regressions of people in the 1930s. Uh, Bud did a regression with a guy uh, uh, in, uh, that were, uh, he had an abduction man in the 1920s. I read a letter in Jim and Carl Lorenzen's files that was a typical abduction level letter that uh, took place in 1917, when the writer was 11 years old. And uh, then I met three generations of abductees in Birmingham, Alabama at a conference, and they told me a story, uh, for example, of their great-grandfather uh, that had uh, what might have been an abduction event in the 1880s. Or, or, or. So as I said, it's less and less certainty as we go back. But once you get to the 1930s, uh, there's a pretty good certainty in the 1920s uh, uh, that, that this was happening then. And the reason is, it's an intergenerational phenomenon. That is to say, if a person is an abductee, their mother or their father or both were abductees. And the reason they were abductees is that their mothers or fathers or both were abductees and so on. Now, it had to start at some time, obviously. Right, right. There had to be a beginning date. We're not exactly sure of when that was. But even if you say the 1920s, even if you say the 1930s, it's a long time doing this 
globally and they're not experimenting on us as I originally thought many years ago. They're not learning about us. That's not a concept. They're not uh, yeah, trying to find- It sounds like a monitoring program. This is a program, you're correct in that way, that has a beginning, a middle, and an end, and it's goal-directed. They're working towards a goal. Let's go into the goal, but also a few other questions that occurred to us as we progress, talking with Dr. David Jacobs on UFO abductions with Gene and Chris. You're in The Paracast. for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Ray Perkins, a reclusive veteran burned out from the Gulf War, lives tortured by relentless, perplexing nightmares. Nightmares of a horrific battle in deep space and of a mysterious woman suffering in agony for her devastated world. A woman not yet born, calling across centuries to him. Then, a coincidence leads him to his destiny, his chance to alter the universe. Attack, Attack. of the Rockoids. The former fiction editor for Star Wars and Indiana Jones, Robert Simpson, writes, The soul of the novel Attack of the Rockoids lies in its heart and passion for building a convincing tale of a love that spans the galaxy. A thrilling story. Attack, Attack. of the Rockoids is available now. Read a sample chapter and get a special discount off of the cover price at our website, rockoids.com. That's R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S dot com. Attack, Attack of the Rockoids, a novel in the grand science fiction tradition. Are you tired of commuting to a job that makes someone else rich, working harder than ever, but getting nowhere Do you hate spending hundreds of dollars every week on daycare, having someone else raise your children? With our opportunities, you can start earning money as soon as next week. You get to be the boss, work from home, and live a happier life. At Be The Boss Network, you'll find hundreds of work-from-home opportunities that you can literally start today and be earning money as soon as next week. Go to freedom106.com and start earning money as soon as next week. You get to be the boss. Get out of the rat race. Work from home. Go to freedom106.com right now and change your life today. That's freedom, the number 106.com. Go to freedom106.com and start earning money as soon as next week. You be the boss. Go to freedom106.com. Welcome back to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. We have Dr. David Jacobs, and we're talking about UFO abductions. Let me throw in one of the red herring questions before we go on. Well, these reports are the result of incompetent hypnotists basically making people remember or convincing them to remember things that really didn't happen. How do you respond yeah. to that? Well, well, that does happen with improper questioning. And, uh, that, and, and there's a lot of incompetent hypnotists out there, uh, I'm sorry to say. And what they'll do is they'll ask people to ask the alien a question. 
as if it were happening in real time. This is a favorite question of people who, who in my opinion, are just not doing it right. Or else they'll, they'll sort of build in spiritually based questions or religiously based questions or things like that. Uh, and they're not logical. They're not chronological. They've got their own agenda. Uh, with me, I have no agenda. Whatever they say is fine. I just want them to be accurate. That's the critical event for me, to be accurate about what is happening. And after a while, they learn how to be accurate. They learn how to be very, very careful about what they're saying to me. And you have to remember that I have people who are coming to me who are psychiatrists, psychologists, attorneys, uh, police officers, university professors, and so forth, all of whom I do, uh, do sessions with. And all of whom want to get it right. They, they don't, they're all aware of me leading them. They're, they're completely aware of that. And they're all aware that they don't want to pick up something in popular culture and then tell it to me as if it happened to them. They don't want either of those things. And neither do I, obviously. So uh, most people, when they do hypnosis with me, they are in total and complete control. They know that they'll think to themselves, He's asking me the stupidest question I ever asked. Should I even answer it? They'll, they'll think that. Uh, they'll say to me, you know, I've got to go to the bathroom. Uh, is that all right? And I say, yeah, get up, go to the bathroom. Fine. And they get up, they go to the bathroom, they come back, and they lay back down, and I keep asking questions. You know, it doesn't matter. What I'm hearing there from what you're saying is that basically hypnosis is just relaxation. They're not in some kind of weird trance or anything. Correct. That is exactly right. I'm not going to convince them about... I test them early on. I will ask deliberately misleading questions with an authoritative tone, as if this happens to everybody. It's happening to you, isn't it? <laughs> A direct misleading question. They Only one time have any, anybody ever said yes. I said, you know, uh, people report... That, that the floors look sort of like a parquet floor, a cross, you know, a wooden, wooden little pieces put in, into place and all that. And then report that all the time. You can see the parquet floor, can't you? <laughs> Direct misleading question. One person said yes. <laughs> and I knew, uh-oh, I had better be very, very careful with this person right now because this person can be led. Most people... Don't want to be led. They're not. They're, they're they're saying no. What are you talking about? And I don't ask that question anymore, so I can say it. But I'll ask a series of questions. I will do other things to get to to see whether they're 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 correct or not. Uh, in my little arsenal of control questions and comments, and virtually all the time, people will say no to these kinds of things. And and uh, and that's reassuring. I'm not leading them. And I don't want to lead them. It's the last thing I want to do. I'm wondering here, I, I always thought that that the ultimate uh, <laughs> no-no, if you, if you wish, uh, is asking leading questions. So you purposely ask leading questions to ascertain uh, you know, veracity uh, or to ascertain whether whether someone is you know, dealing with some, some mental issues and confabulation. Right, exactly. I didn't even know that that was an accepted technique in, in hypnotic regression. I'm learning well, something. Actually, John Carpenter uh, came up with a list of a, a whole bunch of uh, very good uh, misleading questions many years ago. Uh, Bud would ask misleading questions, and then I learned how to ma ask misleading questions. Uh, Bud used to ask, ask him, 
you know, everybody reports seeing an, an alien uh, who's yellowish in color who stands off to the side and watches the proceedings. You can see him, can't you? <laughs> yellowish alien. And so uh, people would say, yeah, well, no, you know. Uh, but that was a, a direct misleading question. I asked questions that, that are uh, not like exactly like that, but I've got my own group that I, uh, yeah, that I like that. Yes, I see him. His name is Lao Tzu. <laughs> so uh it's a uh the fact is though that that uh, uh you know you, you want to make sure that the person is being accurate that the person is actually uh describing what is happening to them correctly now now let me ask you something else here because this occurs to me the okay. other criticism will be that ufo abduction researchers say bud hopkins or dr david jacobs are getting cases that mirror what they expect or what they have come to believe. Absolutely not. Uh, this this thing, I, I, I am led. Well, who do you mean by they? But the the abductee comes. Well, you, you have the, the the opposite as well too, Gene. You have uh, uh, Leo Sprinkle, Barbara Lamb, people like that, only getting benevolent space brother uh, abduction experiences that are that are you know kind and gentle and and all uh, involving the the transformation of humanity and and this type of thing. Uh, That's I, the I've point. Noticed. That's the point I was bringing up. That yeah, I've noticed that. Okay, let me just say, basically to sum this up is that the abduction researcher is getting cases that seem to fit in with what they expect to get. And that for maybe Dr. Sprinkle gets benign aliens, maybe you get something involving alien hybrids. You get my point? Yeah, I do. In my opinion, it's incompetent hypnosis. Simple as that. I hate to say it because uh, I Mark, Barbara Lamb is an unbelievably nice person. Leo Sprinkle is is. Is, is at the top of the list of one of the nicest human beings you'll, you'll ever know. Uh, but I simply uh, cannot uh, understand or fathom uh, how, uh, how they can come up with these things other than by leading people either subtly or unsubtly into uh, human constructs. Um, and uh, it just uh, it, it it's it's I find it just to be very unfortunate. It is not something that I get from people who are quite aware of uh, of what's happening to them and 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 who have passed all my tests and all that. And having said that, I'll still get confabulation. People will still get dream material mixed up with their memories. They'll get uh, when 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 people are are talked to uh, telepathically. Uh, and all communication on board for with most people, most beings, um, is is telepathic. Um, uh, what's to prevent people from hearing their own thoughts in their minds and think that it's coming from an alien's uh, mind? And the answer is nothing prevents that at all. The logos, they, they, right? They 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 think it's it's telepathic communication with them. And I can recognize that right away. I've heard uh, this kind of confabulation many times. And um, when I write this book on how to do hypnosis with abductees to try to standardize the field, I'll have a whole list of, of things like this that, that people have to be wary of that I'm afraid that a lot of the people who I just don't find competently uh, doing things are not aware of. Uh, and uh, But you have to be very, very careful. Uh, this is... This is an alien phenomenon. It's not a human phenomenon. And, um, and they've got their own agenda, and it's not our agenda. 
and uh, and and there's a, there's a lot more that goes into it than than I've never found. Here's a story. I, I had a, a woman uh, who came once. She was heavily, 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 heavily into the new into the new age world, and uh, so we did one session. And in that session, uh, she was abducted in the middle of New York City at night. And um, uh, uh, she was on a side street somewhere and off the sidewalk. And uh, she, this, this happened to her and that happened to her and this happened to her and that happened to her. And all very typical stuff, typical stuff as I was just going along, what happens next? You can only ask questions about what they say. You know, if I'm in a room, you can ask questions about the room. And then you can ask questions about what happens next while I'm going out of the room. Well, when you go out of the room, you're going straight out, you're going to the left, you're going to the right. That's all you can ask. You know, you, you have to follow what they're saying and ask questions about that. That's the chronological aspect of it. Let's go into some more aspects of it and how we come to the conclusion about aliens walking among us. Dr. David Jacobs with Gene and Chris. You're in The Paracast. Do you need a website? Well, you can get a great deal on hosting services with Namecheap's legendary coupon code. They're offering substantial hosting discounts on shared hosting, business hosting, VPS hosting, reseller hosting, and even dedicated servers. Namecheap is preferred by millions. It's backed by a money-back guarantee. Use the coupon code LEGENDARY to cash in on the special deal at Namecheap.com, Namecheap.com. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there is the coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream, a dream that turns out to be a nightmare because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and the coming of the Protectors. Find out more at rockoids.com. That's rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S dot com. You wouldn't go camping in the Everglades without bug spray, would you? It's in our nature to protect ourselves, especially when protection is simple and affordable. That's why IDStronghold.com has been providing affordable RFID protection for over 10 years. ID Stronghold wallets protect you from electronic pickpockets who pass near you with scanners and steal the information on the RFID chips in your credit and debit cards. IDStronghold.com is a technology company, so we understand how to best protect you against intrusive radio waves. ID Stronghold wallets are designed to block RFID signals, opened or closed, no matter where in the wallet you put your cards. Most other RFID wallets on the market were designed with only fashion in mind and do not shield properly, if at all. When you're shopping for your next wallet, be sure to get the protection you deserve by going to IDStronghold.com. Because getting anything else is like using latex gloves as oven mitts. Ouch. The legendary Dr. Joe Wallach, heard on Alex Jones, George Norrie, Benny Hinn, and so many more, is on his 90 for Life tour, and you can see him live and in person Monday, October 26, 6.30 p.m. at the Unity Village, 1901 Northwest Blue Parkway, Unity Village, Missouri. Don't miss this incredible event. Call 615-389-7733 to reserve your seats today. That's 615-389-7733. 
The legendary Dr. Joe Wallach, heard on Alex Jones, George Norrie, Benny Hinn, and so many more, is on his 90 for Life tour, and you can see him live and in person Monday, October 26, 6.30 p.m. at the Unity Village, 1901 Northwest Blue Parkway, Unity Village, Missouri. Don't miss this incredible event. Call 615-389-7733 to reserve your seats today. That's 615-389-7733. Do you lay awake at night and worry about the health and safety of you and your loved ones? Do you wonder what would happen if you weren't able to get to a hospital or doctor? How can you keep your family safe against the deadly pathogens that are beginning to emerge in the world today? Give yourself peace of mind with Supernatural Silver. Supernatural Silver is turning heads around the world as a new weapon in the fight against bacteria, viruses, and fungus. Supernatural Silver can be taken internally or used topically to help the body's own immune system fight off disease much more effectively. Supernatural Silver has been tested at independent universities and laboratories around the world and has been proven to be safe and highly effective against some of the planet's deadliest pathogens. There is no better product to have in your home for daily use or emergency preparedness. Go to SupernaturalSilver.com, use the code SILVER2015 for 20% off, and give yourself and your loved ones a fighting chance with Supernatural Silver. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com. Let's continue. Dr. David Jacobs talking about the hypnotic sessions involving abductees and the information that's being revealed to him. A reminder that the book he wrote, his latest book on the subject, is all about the, this almost sounds like X-Files, Walking Among Us, the alien plan to control humanity. And we haven't really gone into where this is leading. So let's kind of move to that and listen to questions, okay? Let me finish the one little story I was telling you. This woman was abducted in the middle of the daytime, and she told me typical abduction stuff. She wrote me a letter saying she was never coming back to me again because she didn't remember what she wanted to remember, which was this whole new age benevolent world. That was her conscious, uh, that's what she sort of hoped for consciously. I'm fine with that. That's okay. You know, if if that's what she wants to live with, that's, it's her life. It's not mine. But that is not what she told me. And I only followed her story. What happens next? You see what I mean? That's good hypnosis. That's good questioning. It's not talking about things that, that she you know, truly believed in that just weren't there, just weren't there. Here's a question. Have you ever had a case that appeared to be legitimate based by your own uh, standard of uh, whether it's confabulated or, or a real event that they're, they're describing that totally runs counter to some of the conclusions that you've come up with over the years, including uh, the conclusions contained in your new book. But yet the experience came across to you as being a real experience, and yet it doesn't conform to those, uh, to those conclusions that you're, you're, you're sort of heading towards. Well, you have to remember that the abduction phenomenon is complex. 
And so uh, if they're not saying some part of the abduction phenomenon that I've heard many times before, and they're saying something completely different, it's not evidence. It goes on the back burner, and I wait for other people to say the same thing. And if they never say the same thing, it's not evidence for me. There's something, something's wrong. Maybe it was me, maybe it was them, but something is wrong. I don't get that. The abduction phenomenon is extremely routinized. Uh, and so, and, and uh, we know a, cons- a considerable amount about it now, and it, it doesn't go off into directions that nobody ever heard before. And so, you have to be very careful with accounts that that run counter uh, to what the what the norm is. And if other people start saying the same thing who are unaware of that testimony, then you got something. Then you got evidence, and you're required to go in that direction. But if nobody else ever says it, it's a problem. So basically here you're saying that if it's one off or just a couple of people saying something, there's no evidence to support that particular claim. It's not something you'll take seriously. But if a lot of people are coming up with consistent information, separate people who don't know each other, then you have to take it seriously. That is the main way to do it. Now, I'm going to there's a little caveat here. If somebody says something who I've worked with for 10 years, for 15 years or whatever it is, and I know them extremely well, and I know how they think in terms of this phenomenon and all the rest of that stuff, and they start saying something that is different, that has to be taken into account depending on how wildly different it is. Most of the time, it's something different slightly and a new thing. Even then, you want to wait for other people to uh, say the same thing, you know, if at all possible, because it might be confabulation. And it can, you can never absolutely tell for sure, although I'm, I, I think that I've, I've managed to conquer that to a certain extent, at least uh, in my own mind. But you got to be careful, which is why uh, hypnotists and hypnotherapists who don't know anything about the abduction phenomenon simply cannot do this kind of research uh, well, they, 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 they tend to accept everything they hear at face value, and that is, that's a fatal error. It's not that the people are lying. They're just getting it wrong. There, there's, there's all sorts of other stuff in their minds that are mixed up with it, or they've skipped over huge portions of it. They've tied things together that shouldn't be tied together. It's not logical, and it's not chronological. That's the thing. Okay, then. So let's look at the conclusions you're beginning to draw, and then we'll get to questions from listeners. All right. So is there a typical abduction experience? You look at all these cases. Is there something fairly typical? And what is the significance? What is ET, if that's ET, doing? Well, it's hard to say all abductions are typical. There are certain typicalities that, that are involved, all of them, either taking their clothes off or, uh, or having them dress in uh, a special kind of, of uh, cloth material that they have, special dress type situation, uh, special clothes, I should say. And um, there is, uh, although sometimes they're, they're, they're fully dressed, uh, but those are very unusual and, and they make sense in, the, in the context. And, of course, there are table procedures, which I talked about, uh, you know, 20 years ago, 23 years ago. And there are, uh, but in fact, this is a program that ultimately is reproductively oriented, as I mentioned earlier. Uh, Bud Hopkins first discovered this in the 1980s uh, when uh, he uh, found that uh, this one woman was brought into a room uh, and was presented with a weird-looking baby. And she was required to hold the baby, and then she was required to feed the baby. And I said to myself, 
this is before I started doing uh, a hypnosis. And I said to myself, this is the craziest thing I'd ever heard in my life. If this is true, then we will never be able to understand the minds of the aliens because they value form over function. The form was they, they required her to put her, the baby to her breast and feed the baby. But the function was there was no milk. She was not lactating. She, would not been preg- she wasn't pregnant uh, or anything like that. So how could we ever understand that kind of a mind? Uh, it just didn't make any sense to me, even though they had to be rigidly logical people to invent the technology they have. Uh, we learned later, of course, that uh, everything was uh, different than I had thought. Uh, they had already stimulated lactation. The babies require, were required to have uh, human contact for reasons we're not fully sure of, although we do know that they had to have contact be- uh, to grow properly uh, through tests with monkeys and all that. And uh, that the stimulation, that the lactation was stimulated on the, on, uh, in a table procedure. Uh, and uh, all sorts of women uh, have described this now. It's extreme, extremely common, to say the least. And then we see these babies as toddlers, as, as young people, as adolescents, as, uh, as young adults, as adults, and not as older adults, like let's just say 70 or even 60. We don't see them. People don't describe uh, uh, hybrids, as, as Bud called them, at that age. So we know that this is a reproductively oriented phenomenon. Virtually all abductees are involved in the program of um, dealing with hybrids, producing hybrids, teaching hybrids, uh, and... and uh, uh, well, that's that's about it. That's what they do. Uh, there's other procedures that they go through. Uh, there's what I used to call testing procedures. Now I call training procedures, um, all of which ultimately lead towards adding uh, em- employment value, let's just say work value, to the uh, to the ultimate goals. Let's talk about the ultimate goals. In our next segment with Gene and Chris and Dr. David Jacobs, you're in the Paracast. Thank you for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. It's time to kick some ash because cigarettes have met their match. Smokers are switching to Vapriate e-liquid by LeSig because when you kick ash, you kick tar and smelly smoke too. LeSig smokes the competition with real people customer service, a seven-day satisfaction guarantee, and same-day fast-free shipping. Become a vapor today at LeSig.com, spelled L-E-C-I-G.com. LeSig e-cigarettes. Kick some ash. It's time to kick some ash because cigarettes have met their match. Smokers are switching to Vapriate e-liquid by LeSig because when you kick ash, you kick tar and smelly smoke too. LeSig smokes the competition with real people customer service, a seven-day satisfaction guarantee, and same-day fast-free shipping. Become a vapor today at LeSig.com, spelled L-E-C-I-G.com. LeSig e-cigarettes. Kick some ash. My name is Bill Bonner, and I'm the president of the largest private news and research network in the world. And I paid for this airtime because I have an important message to the American people. There's a change coming. 
that the government isn't telling you about. This change has deep implications for life in America, from where you shop to the doctors you visit and the family you want to protect. Look, I've made predictions like this before. Thing is, I was right then, too. A few years ago, I warned that housing prices would collapse. They did. Before that, I warned that dot-com companies would crash. They did. Those who listened had a chance to save themselves. But this has nothing to do with the stock market. This will affect us all. You can watch the video for free right now by going to disappearingdollar.com. Again, that's disappearingdollar.com. My name is Bill Bonner, and I'm the president of the largest private news and research network in the world. And I paid for this airtime because I have an important message to the American people. There's a change coming that the government isn't telling you about. This change has deep implications for life in America, from where you shop to the doctors you visit and the family you want to protect. Look, I've made predictions like this before. Thing is, I was right then, too. A few years ago, I warned that housing prices would collapse. They did. Before that, I warned that dot-com companies would crash. They did. Those who listened had a chance to save themselves. But this has nothing to do with the stock market. This will affect us all. You can watch the video for free right now by going to disappearingdollar.com. Again, that's disappearingdollar.com. Are your Google search results killing you? Unflattering content in blogs, news articles, online reviews, social media, or other sources can jeopardize your reputation, your business, and your livelihood. Let Reputation.com help. Our patented technology will make the truth about you more visible while pushing down unwanted negative content. Improve your Google search results. Call Reputation.com at 1-800-831-0771 for a free consultation. That's 800-831-0771. Are your Google search results killing you? Unflattering content in blogs, news articles, online reviews, social media, or other sources can jeopardize your reputation, your business, and your livelihood. Let Reputation.com help. Our patented technology will make the truth about you more visible while pushing down unwanted negative content. Improve your Google search results. Call Reputation.com at 1-800-831-0771 for a free consultation. That's 800-831-0771. Hi, it's Grant Cameron from PresidentialUFO.com. You're listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. So the ultimate, I guess, paranoid image here is that E.T. is walking among us, which of course mirrors the title of your new book, and that these alien hybrids are what? They are trained to be among us and not be detectable? Yes. Is that what it is? Okay. Yes. So what is the goal? How do we know what E.T. wants, and how do we know how widespread this is? Rather than answer that question right now, let me take you through a little bit more of the uh, bureaucracy involved with this. Um, on board a UFO, there's, there's insect-like ones, there's uh, reptile-like ones, there's gray aliens, and there's hybrids. 
that's it. Uh, what other, if other people tell you there's other ones who uh, who are pink and and and, and who are uh, look like eraser ads? Forget that. This is this is basically what people say. Uh, and all of them are dedicated. Are all of them are part of a workforce? And the workforce, and they all have tasks to do. The workforce is to produce these what I call hubrids. These are combinations of humans and hybrids who are going to live here among us. I'm de- I use that word to differentiate from all the other hybrids who are not going to do that. Everybody has a certain task, depending on the hybridization of them. For example, hybrids who look really gray-like, who look like they're, they're a combination of alien and gray alien, of human and gray alien, rather. Uh, they take care of young children, babies. Uh, and there's other tasks that they do. When you get towards the one who look, looks more human, they oftentimes are in the, in the process of, of getting people to live here on Earth. Now, the ones who are hubrids look human, act human, are human. They go for the average. If, if, you, if you're gangly and gawky and, and, and act weird, you're culled from the herd. You're not going to be settling down here. They go for the absolute average. Nobody is supposed to know that they are here. Uh, they only have one very slight, hardly noticeable difference. They can neurologically control humans, and we cannot control them. They can make us see, do, uh, see or do anything, act in a certain way. They can make us do anything they want, period. That is what they can do on board. That's what all hybrids can do. That's what all the grays can do. That's what everybody else can do. And that's what hubrids can do. That makes us a second-class citizen and makes them a first-class citizen. And you have to remember, this is a global phenomenon. Now, having said that, the questions then are, uh, what do the hybrids do uh, uh, to put hubrids into the society? Average-looking people. They get them apartments and places to live. They have to have a place to go to when they come down. They make sure that the place is in an area, my guess is, now I'm guessing here, where there are 24-hour stores, like a 24-hour Walmart, a 24-hour supermarket, whatever. They have abductees nearby to help them learn how to be human. We have to backtrack a little bit to when these hubrids are children. When they're children, abductees teach them how, what, hum, what living in, in human society is like on board a UFO. Uh, I have uh, cases where uh, people see uh, there's an abductee standing in front of a bunch of kids, and on a wall there'll be a picture of a dog. And the kids ask, what's a dog for? And she'll say, well, you know, it's a pet and it's for love and companionship and this and that. Next a slide they see, so to speak, next image, a goat. What's a goat for? Well, a goat is uh, for milk and you can make cheese from the milk and drink the milk. And uh, question, do you eat goats? No, I don't eat goats, this woman said. Um, I'm a vegetarian. But other people eat goats, yes. Um, And then other things like this. Now, here's the problem. The problem is these kids are not born. 
they are taken out of humans between 9 and 11 weeks before the humans begin to show and, uh, and confirm that they're, they're pregnancy. Uh, they're then uh, put in gestation tanks with nutrient uh, solution in them. At a certain time, of which I do not know, they're taken out of the tanks. They're then uh, dealt with with uh, these uh, early stage hybrids, as I call them, half and half, and with humans. And because of that, for example, they don't know how old they are. They don't have birthdays. They don't know what a birthday present is or a cake or anything like that or candles. They don't know anything about that. They aren't they don't spend their lives in in a family situation. They don't know about families. They don't know if they they don't know their parents, if they have parents or not. They obviously have parents, uh, but they they don't know that. They don't know their siblings. They don't so, know so any- so you're saying that the the abductees themselves are now being tasked with um, acclimating them so that they can then uh, function in in human society uh, above suspicion or in a way that wouldn't uh, cause people to uh, be suspicious of them. By the time they come here to live as, as adolescents and young adults, age 17, maybe to 23, once again, they don't know their age, um, they still have a tremendous amount to learn. Everything, even though abductees will yeah, teach like how to eat Jello without trying to drink it, <laughs> right? Or what Jello is, uh, and right. Uh, well, well, David, there's just one thing that just kind of it, it, it just you know I've got to ask this question now: is how come this is just now coming out? Um, why haven't we heard of this particular uh, parent agenda prior to this? Uh, this is the first time I've ever heard that abductees are actually being uh, used as allies to to train and to you know to climatize, uh, acclimate rather uh, these hybrids or as you call them uh, into society. Well, is this just a new revelation, or, or I mean, how come how come we haven't heard this before? I never heard this before until 2003, until 12 years ago, when some guy came to me, was recommended by a psychiatrist who uh, I know uh, indicated abduction stuff, although he wasn't sure, uh, came to me and I did sessions with him. And the fourth session, uh, uh, this guy had never heard of me or, uh, or of abductions or UFOs. He had no interest in the subject whatsoever. In the fourth session, he told me, you know, he said, I've got a friend. Uh, A friend, he says, I don't know his name, but I call him Eric. Uh, And this guy's name is Bernard. And uh, and Bernard tells me that that he just remembered he had this friend. And not only was he uh, this friend, but he was his best friend. And he was with him all the time and saw him all the time. And in fact, as it turned out later on, he would see him minutes before he would come to my office as Eric would tell him not to come here. <laughs> but, um, uh, and he told me about how he had gone to restaurants with this guy and he had done this with this guy and that guy. And, he, and their main conversations were about um, how humans related to each other and human relations in general and, uh, and, and, and interpersonal relations and relations with your family and all that. And I heard this stuff. I'd never heard anything like this before. I put it on the back burner waiting for other people to say the same thing. Then another person who was unaware of this testimony came forward and began to talk about similar things. Then another one who I'd worked with since 1987 
came forward and started to, to talk about these kinds of things happening to her now, unaware of the other two people. And then another one, then another one, then another one. And I realized this was different. Now, in The Threat, a book that I published in 97, these beings talked about soon there was going to be a change. Soon there'd be a change. Everybody was going to be happy. It was going to be wonderful. The change was coming soon, and everybody would, was, was going to love it. We'll talk about that change, which is going to come. That's the lyrics of a song, A Change is Going to Come, with Dr. David Jacobs. And Gene and Chris, you're in The Paracast. You are listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Graphic Converter is the image manipulation tool for the rest of us. It does not use any database. You get full control of all your files. Want to view the images of a folder? Drag it into Graphic Converter and a powerful browser opens up to show your image files. You could use it for slideshows. You could use it to import images from digital cameras or from scanners. Need to do some image editing? You can do that too in Graphic Converter. Also print catalogs. Convert from so many formats, I can't even list them. Download now to see if Graphic Converter is good for you, like one and a half million other users. Guess what? You could save money when you buy Graphic Converter. Use the coupon code NIGHTOWL. Use the coupon code NIGHTOWL to get a special price for Graphic Converter. Go to LemkeSoft.com. That's L-E-M-K-E-Soft.com. LemkeSoft.com. L-E-M-K-E-Soft.com. We use mobile devices right against our bodies every day. But growing scientific evidence has emerged showing serious health risks associated with exposure to EMF radiation emitted from these devices. The solution is Defender Shield, the most effective mobile radiation shielding ever developed. Defender Shield blocks virtually 100% of EMF radiation from cell phones, tablets, and laptops and starts at just $64.99. Buy now at DefenderShield.com. For 10% off, use promo code GCN. DefenderShield.com, the worldwide leader in mobile radiation shielding. We use mobile devices right against our bodies every day, but growing scientific evidence has emerged showing serious health risks associated with exposure to EMF radiation emitted from these devices. The solution is Defender Shield, the most effective mobile radiation shielding ever developed. Defender Shield blocks virtually 100% of EMF radiation from cell phones, tablets, and laptops and starts at just $64.99. Buy now at DefenderShield.com. For 10% off, use promo code GCN. DefenderShield.com, the worldwide leader in mobile radiation shielding. It's time to kick some ash because cigarettes have met their match. Smokers are switching to Vapriate e-liquid by LaSig because when you kick ash, you kick tar and smelly smoke too. LaSig smokes the competition with real people customer service, a seven-day satisfaction guarantee, and same-day fast-free shipping. Become a vapor today at LaSig.com, spelled L-E-C-I-G.com. LaSig e-cigarettes. Kick some ash. It's time to kick some ash because cigarettes have met their match. Smokers are switching to Vapriate e-liquid by LaSig because when you kick ash, you kick tar and smelly smoke too. LaSig smokes the competition with real people customer service, a seven-day satisfaction guarantee, and same-day fast-free shipping. Become a vapor today at LaSig.com, spelled L-E-C-I-G.com. LaSig e-cigarettes. Kick some ash. 
Hi, Peter Vaccaro for ParanormalDate.com. Are you looking for love in all the wrong places? Now you have a chance to change that by signing up for free at ParanormalDate.com. This incredible dating site puts people of like minds together. People who are interested in the strange, the unusual, mysteries, ghosts, UFOs, and the afterlife, and so much more. ParanormalDate.com was developed for you, people seeking a viable alternative to the other dating services. You can join for free by going to ParanormalDate.com, and if you decide you like it and want to connect with people, use the code GEORGE for a substantial discount. Mark Rawlings, president of ParanormalDate.com, says so many people hunger to share their experiences about the paranormal, the unexplainable, or the afterlife, and so much more, and this is the source for them to meet and share that common interest. So sign up for free at ParanormalDate.com, ParanormalDate.com, and use the code GEORGE if you decide to connect with someone you like. This is Leslie Kane, and I'm with the Coalition for Freedom of Information, and you are listening to the Paracast. Okay, check plus.theparacast.com, plus.theparacast.com for information about the lifetime subscription to the Paracast Plus, where you get the ad-free version of this show, the After the Paracast podcast, and more, plus.theparacast.com. Dr. David Jacobs has a book about aliens walking among us. And we have questions from listeners we'll get to in a moment. Well, so um, I asked people, um, well, what do they mean by the change? Nobody knew. I said, well, what do they mean by the word soon? Because soon is, let's just say, uh, a vague word. It could be 10 minutes from now. It could be 10 million years from now, for all we know. And uh, nobody knew. Nobody knew. But starting in 2003 and going into 2004, when other people were coming to you, uh, saying the same thing and on, uh, my sense was, and I may be wrong about that, this, and there's reasons to think I'm wrong, uh, my sense was that this might be the change, that we're in the change now. But I can't be sure of that. There might be a different kind of change coming later on that I'm unaware of. But all of these people were helping hybrids hybrids rather, who were living here, living in apartments, uh, uh, and, uh, and, and the bureaucracy involved with helping them and keeping uh, abductees from saying anything about it to anybody if they remembered anything, like let's just say to me, uh, and, um, and making sure that the, uh, that the hybrids were learning as much as they could. But even though that they had been coming to, uh, hybrids had been coming to abductees' homes as 10-year-olds and 12-year-olds and being given tours of, of how homes like the like what's what's a living room like what's a kitchen like and various things uh, in, in the in, in in people's rooms and all that and learning about uh, what school is and how do you go to school and all that sort of stuff on board UFOs there's so many things that you that people pick up just from simply living here from a babyhood on that these beings don't know as young adults and, and older adults that uh, that abductees are spending an enormous amount of time teaching them how to do things such as uh, uh, and this is just a, a standard kind of uh, uh, example I give but it's but it shows you the, the, uh, how it works. It takes somebody shopping to a supermarket. They have to teach them what a cart is for, how you put stuff in a cart. 
they have to teach him what a loaf of bread is. So one uh, hybrid asked uh, a person, uh, she was saying that they had to cook this and cook that. And he asked her if he had to cook the loaf of bread. Uh, you know, it's just, it's stuff that's so basic, it's just beyond imagination. And, um, and they teach him what eggs are and all that sort of stuff. Then they come up to the uh, to pay for the food. For the food and the register's line, I'm sorry. And when you come up to the to the cash register, the person behind the cash register says, "Hi, how you doing?" or something to that point. They have to teach these hubrids to respond. You have to say, "Fine, no, I'm fine. No, okay." You've got to say something. You can't just look at them. It's that level of teaching that everybody knows automatically from just being a normal person that you don't have to learn, that you've seen all your life, you know, that they have to be taught. So abductees have this whole different world of teaching, uh, not all abductees, but but many, obviously, uh, have this whole world of teaching hubrids everything. But they're extremely good learners. They remember everything. And uh, they, it, it's astonishing how good they are. As they have said many times, even as children, they learn differently than we do. And my guess is it's just a matter of memory. They remember everything. And so, well, Why are uh, the abductees uh, going along with this? I mean, why are they uh, being uh, will, willing and witting participants in, a, in an acclimation uh, program? Or, I'm, I'm just I'm confused. I mean, what is their motivation to, to go along with the program? Chris, I have redone the concept of abduction. And abduction is uh, basically an event that takes place anywhere at any location. Not doesn't have to be on board a UFO. The only thing is, is that the abductee has to be controlled by the by the alien, and that is what's happening. They're oh, taking, okay. So so they're they're they're, they're it's part of some sort of. Um, programmed response to whatever the, the, the acclimation program is, in other words. And they, they don't have any choice. They have to do it. Right. When they get home after coming from home from the supermarket uh, and uh, they get into their house or whatever it is, they have forgotten they ever went to the supermarket with somebody, just like any other abduction event. That's, I mean, if this is true, that's, that's a little bit disconcerting, um, I must say. Uh, it is not something that I wanted to hear, to say the least. Uh, I, 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 well, do, do we have any evidence uh, that you've been able to obtain uh, that would indicate that these hybrids have in, infiltrated any military or government or, or any sort of uh, important high positions? Uh, this is a question from Cosmonaut, one of our questioners yeah. at uh, forum.theparacast.com. One of the earliest things I recognized about the abduction phenomenon early on is when aliens talked with humans on board for whatever reason. They never asked questions about society, about um, uh, authority, about what the name of the country is, about what a country is altogether, about anything that related to normal structures and organizations within the society. Not ever. And I thought, you know, if this is an, a, a situation in which uh, these people will be living here, we will be living under their structures and organizations, if possible, with them in control, not ours. From what I can tell, and I don't know, you'd have to ask that question of people who are in the government now. 
who are government employees in some way and who are abductees. There probably are abductees in the government. But this is a global phenomenon. And every government is different. And uh, this is this is engineered by, in, in essence, one group. I, 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 I sort of try to attack okay, these uh, people. Hold on a second. You're saying that this is all one single alien races uh, or uh, maybe a constellation of of alien types that are one have one particular agenda. You don't you don't see various groups with various agendas. No, I don't see various groups with various agendas. I see one group with one agenda, and uh, this is a global phenomenon. Now it is within the realm of possibility, and I can make a strong argument for it. But I don't think it's happening. However, it's in the realm of possibility that there are non-abducting aliens who are actually visiting here for some reason or another. And the answer is that's possible, but I don't care about them. Yeah, they have a prime directive. <laughs> right. This is different. These are abducting aliens, and they're all together, and all everybody around the world describes the same ones. And uh, this, is, uh, this, is, this is all one major global program uh i wish you i wish it was different uh, once again uh, and uh, you know i speak with great authority but you got to remember that there's a lot more i don't know than what i do know but the fact is though that that this is a global phenomenon and uh i mean when when bud took john mack with him uh, bud hawkins took john mack with him to uh in turkey they were together at a conference in turkey and they did a a, a regression with a woman uh, from turkey who was turkish and it was the same stuff uh, they, they they withdrew and extracted a fetus from her and they did this to her and that to her and a lot of table procedures the same stuff that's said in 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 the united states it it just didn't matter it's it, uh, and you know it's the same thing with other people who i've worked with they all describe the same thing there's no reason to believe that there's multi different kinds of aliens all of whom are abducting people that that, that doesn't seem to be part of the deal this this appears to be a unified. Uh, it sounds group. like a free for all. If that that would be the case, I mean, gosh, I mean, who knows? They could no, be programming one set of abductees to circumvent a, a, an agenda of another, uh, and that just puts it into the realm of incomprehensibility. I mean, just it's just incomprehensible to me. Before we get more incomprehensible or comprehensible, so we're coming up on the first year of the Paracast Plus. And we've got the offer of a lifetime, a lifetime membership in Paracast Plus. To find out more about it and the other membership programs, check out plus.theparacast.com, plus.theparacast.com. We feature the ad-free version of this show, the exclusive After the Paracast podcast. Say that five times fast. That you get only if you're a member of the Paracast Plus Check plus.theparacast.com. And also for long-term subscriptions, we offer free e-books from Chris O'Brien, such as Secrets of the Mysterious Valley and Stalking the Tricksters. Plus.theparacast.com. Let's listen to these announcements. With Gene and Chris, you're in The Paracast. for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. 
First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there's The Coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors. Find out more at rockoids.com. That's rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. So here's what happened. I was placing an order online. The site went down. It just stopped responding. It took hours before it returned, but I'd already placed the order with another company. If your site goes down, you could lose business. And if you have a business or personal site, you'll want to know it's easy to run and it will stay online. At iWeb, your site is hosted on one of the most reliable networks in the world. Check it out. iWeb.com. That's iWeb.com. Thousands of people seeking home security get ripped off every day. And the home security industry wants you to believe that's your only option. They've got hordes of salesmen out there trying to scare you into signing one of their long-term contracts. You get stuck writing huge checks month after month with no way out. It's robbery by contract, and it can cost you thousands. But there's a better way to protect your home. Simply Safe Home Security. Simply Safe has no contracts. None. You'll get award-winning 24-7 protection. Security professionals watching over your home, ready to instantly send police to the rescue for just $14.99 per month. That's less than half what most companies charge. Protect your home the smart way. Visit simplysafedefense.com today for an exclusive 10% offer and get a free keychain remote worth $25. Only when you go to simplysafedefense.com. Simplysafedefense.com. Welcome back to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. So the question, of course, is whether Chris O'Brien is an alien abductee. But I have a quick (laughs) question to ask Dr. David Jacobs. And that is, why, if you have these hubrids instead of hybrids, these alien human creatures, why introduce them to the population when they're a bit older? Wouldn't you want to train them from early childhood to be like us? Well, they can't live here as as a child. They have to be taken care of because they are basically human until they are old enough to be on their own. They can't but even then, they're not on their own. They're, they're moving into apartments in groups of twos and threes and sometimes fours. So they're, they're together. Uh, and uh, I, I discussed this a little bit, too, in terms of their ability to control people. My guess is by the time they reach the hubrid stage, it's a little bit more difficult for them to control people who are, let's just say, out of control. People who are angry at them or something like that. And uh, So they have to do it in concert. And there's a certain amount of evidence for that that I'll bring up uh, in, in that I bring up in the book. But the, but the fact is is that you just can't have kids wandering around with no parents, and uh, you can't have parents saying where'd this kid come from, you know. It's it's there's there's logic to that. Age 17, 18, 19, whatever they are, uh, seems fine. Now, uh, did, did you did you ask me a question about? finding out physically whether they were here or not. Was that a question that was asked? Or 
or not? Well, it's going to be. <laughs> I don't oh, okay. think we've asked it yet, well, but yeah, we're, <laughs> we've got, uh, I, I must say, we have 40 or 50 questions in our question bank. Sure. Um, I, I must say, uh, David, you've really, you've brought out, uh, this is uh, the most voluminous question thread I think I've seen in, in quite some time. So, <laughs> so I'm sure that's one of the questions that's in there. Well, it's um, the star of the, uh, of the book, uh, Walking Among Us, is, uh, is named Betsy. Betsy was really quite aware of what was going on. She knew that things were happening, and, and she, she became sort of really, really good at, mem- at remembering things uh, after they had happened. Now, now, you know, she didn't remember them right afterwards, but with a little bit of my help, uh, even through the Internet, she would remember. She knew where one for a hybrid lived that she had been taking, or a hybrid lived where she had been, she'd been helping. And she took a picture of his apartment house. And then she took a picture of the cross streets where it was right next to. She lived about 125 miles away. And one day I went up there and I found the apartment house. And I found uh, uh, the streets. And, you know, I knew I knew where the second floor is where this uh, Hubert lived. And I had cameras with me and binoculars. It was in an absolutely residential area. There was no stores at all anywhere around. So I had to park in front of somebody's house, you know. And I just sat there. I didn't want to park right by the parking lot or in the parking lot for fear that they might. I I just wanted to be away from it. It was good enough. I waited to see if anybody walked in from the parking lot or into the parking lot or whatever, up the stairs into the second floor of this apartment. It was only two floors uh, uh, of this building. And see if they went into that uh, that uh, that section of the uh, which only had a couple of uh, apartments. So I waited and waited and waited and I 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 sat there in the car and I waited and I waited for about five hours. Nobody ever came up the steps. Then I noticed that a school bus pulled up behind me uh, on a cross street and let out a whole bunch of kids into the sidewalk. And I thought to myself, you know, if I sit here any longer. I'm going to be arrested. <laughs> oh, no. Here's an old man with, with photograph, photographic equipment and all that waiting for <laughs> little kids to walk by, you know. Oh, God. So I stayed around for a little bit longer, and then I went home, you know. and uh, uh, I was hoping to hear that one of the kids walked up into the apartment. <laughs> no, no, no. He was That would have been interesting, but no, no. So, uh, so I, I never did uh, uh, see anybody who lived there, and um, and I tried. I, there was another larger complex that uh, I, I I drove in, and, and and only more recently, actually, just to see if there was anybody odd, anybody average walking around. And I saw a lot of average people, but there was just no way of knowing, no way of telling uh, who's who's an abduct, uh, who's a, a hubris, and, and who isn't. You can't really. Although I got a, fair, a lot of really suspicious. Well, that, 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 that's unfortunate because uh, I'm sure there's going to be a lot of readers of your book that are going to be uh, having problems falling uh, asleep at night and, and start questioning uh, uh, new people in their their social circle. But here's a here's a good question from Eric the Red, one of our posters that formed out the Paris. Podcast.com. Uh, he he's got about a dozen questions here, but this this is a very good one. He writes: If humans are being abducted by aliens, then surely this is possibly the most important story in human history. I mean, it's probably if it's true. 
Yet when one hears any number of abduction accounts, it's remarkable how infrequently the alleged abductees express a determination to prove to others that it's actually happening to them. Why isn't the first or second thing out of their mouths that they've rigged their rooms with cameras or invited investigators uh, to, to spy on their bedrooms or produce some kind of evidence that doesn't admit uh, an alternative or mundane explanation? And he, he ends this question, if abductions are exclusively psychological in origin, then this is exactly what one would expect. Sidelining an empirical approach, perhaps due to unconscious desire that the abductee's fantastic tale does not actually have a basis in reality. So in other words, what he's saying is how come these people that you hear about and in the hundreds of people that have been uh, regressed and, and worked with, with uh, investigators and researchers like yourself, I mean, how, what percentage of them actually attempt before they contact you to come up with physical evidence that can ascertain the veracity of their claims? Well, first of all, they, 95% of all abductees don't know they're abductees. They know that they lead weird lives and they know they've had weird experiences and they've seen dead people at the foot of their bed and they've seen angels and demons. Well, wait a minute, then they go to an abduction researcher to find out what's going on? That doesn't make sense. No, they don't. They, they, don't, they don't know they're abductees and there's no reason to come and see me. Then there are people who have bleed-through memories. This is a phenomenon that is not 100% certain. So they, uh, 100% in terms of uh, uh, certainty, in terms of their abilities to, to act, these are living sentient beings, and they make errors. And I have a section uh, about the error rate, actually, in the book as well. And the errors are that people see other people being abducted. Uh, that's an error. That, they should, that shouldn't happen. And there's lots of other errors as well. So um, bleed-through memories can be considered an error, but it's so low that uh, there, it doesn't affect the society in any way. So the people come to me who know something is really wrong, and it's it, it's interfering with their lives to a certain extent. They they're thinking about how one time uh, uh, they 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 were here's here's a, a case for example: a woman and her boyfriend were were uh, doing some rock climbing at a national park and they climbed up a certain distance and uh, something strange happened. And the next thing they, re they remember, they were running into the parking lot and, and it was like two or three hours later and they wondered how did they get there and why, and, and why did they, when they got into, the guy was actually driving a, 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 a pickup truck, why, when they got into the truck, why, why they why were they were there and what happened and how did they get down off the the, the rock climbing? That neither of them knew. That's not possible. And so uh, 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 you know, there's things like that that bleed through that begin to interfere with a person's life and they and they become frightened. They think maybe they are mixed up with it. They they put a gun underneath their pillow. Of course, in this day and age, everybody's got under a gun under their pillow. I guess. Or at course. least we are told by the NRA that we should have a gun under our pillow. Maybe right. three or four, and maybe a few in the drawer. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Now, when I first started doing this research, the first thing I thought of was camera. We'll put a camera in their bedroom. See? So uh, I, that was early on with Melissa, the very first person I ever uh, worked with. I bought a, a video camera. Now, this was eight, 1986. It was a black and white camera. 
and with I had a VCR with, and I put it on, uh, you know, um, uh, the longest running tape you could get at the slowest speed, so she could sleep all eight hours, and then, and I gave her a bunch of tapes, and she could look through each tape and decide what she wanted to give me. I wasn't interested in in anything uh, going on. If she's got a boyfriend, I, I didn't care about that. Let's figure out what kind of results they got or didn't get. Now, with Dr. David Jacobs and Gene and Chris, you're in The Paracast. Neighbors, are you tired of dealing with a slow web hosting provider? Well, check out A2 Hosting and their screaming fast Swift server platform. They even have SSDs that load pages 300% faster than the competition. Ready to give your site a speed boost? Well, tell you what, neighbors, head on over to a2hosting.com. That's A2, that's number two, a2hosting.com. Check out their Prime Hosting account. And get this, neighbors, they're even giving you an exclusive 25% off discount for all our listeners, 25%. And remember, their Guru Crew support team is standing by 24-7, 365 days a year to answer any of your questions. Now, to get the discount, use the coupon code GENE when you check out. Did you know that drinking pure, high-alkaline water is one of the most important factors in maintaining high energy and vibrant health? Most experts agree that the water you drink should be at a pH level of 8 or higher. AlkaVision Plasma pH Drops, available only at AlkaVision.com, combine a unique formula of only the most alkaline minerals. AlkaVision Plasma pH Drops alkalize your water, ridding the body of harmful toxins, and helps you regain health and energy. Alkalizing your water by simply adding 10 drops of AlkaVision Plasma pH Drops helps the body rid itself of acidic waste, increases oxygen content, and raises the pH of your body to healthy levels. And bacteria and viruses cannot survive in an alkaline high pH environment. Order your bottle of AlkaVision Plasma pH drops for only $29.95 at AlkaVision.com. That's A-L-K-A-Vision.com. Or call 269-409-1776. 269-409-1776. Alkalize your body. Supercharge your health at AlkaVision.com today. Are your Google search results killing you? Unflattering content in blogs, news articles, online reviews, social media, or other sources can jeopardize your reputation, your business, and your livelihood. Let Reputation.com help. Our patented technology will make the truth about you more visible while pushing down unwanted negative content. Improve your Google search results. Call Reputation.com at 1-800-831-0771 for a free consultation. That's 800-831-0771. Are your Google search results killing you? Unflattering content in blogs, news articles, online reviews, social media, or other sources can jeopardize your reputation, your business, and your livelihood. Let Reputation.com help. Our patented technology will make the truth about you more visible while pushing down unwanted negative content. Improve your Google search results. Call Reputation.com at 1-800-831-0771 for a free consultation. That's 800-831-0771. 
The Genesis Communications Network is one of America's premier broadcasters of captivating talk radio. We thank you for listening. Now, Now, just imagine there are thousands of people who are just as passionate about radio as you are. But what you may not realize is how easy and affordable it is to advertise with us. Radio commercials for your business could be heard on hundreds of radio stations across the U.S. every day. We can help you by creating an effective radio advertising campaign for your company. From script writing to producing your commercial, just like the one you're listening to right now. No other network provides the level of customer service we do. When it comes to radio advertising, we are your one-stop shop. And no matter how big or small your business is, we can help. Email us and advertise at GCNlive.com. And an experienced advertising executive will help you take the first step towards driving more customers to your business or website. Advertise at GCNlive.com. Easy, affordable, effective. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com. Oh, we have that weird extraterrestrial voice. Okay, so this person is equipped with equipment to allow them to take pictures of the yeah, abduction experience, Dr. Jacobs. Yeah, 30 years ago. Right. Sure, yeah. so it'd be a video camera. It's a video camera a attached to a VCR. Right. <laughs> they have to turn on at night, and then they can sift through uh, whatever they want me to see, uh, and obviously uh, stuff that they don't want me to see. That, that's all up to them. I didn't care. So what you see is somebody, I did this, a whole bunch of people actually went through this, and you see them getting up uh, in the middle of the night, and they're walking over to the camera and turning it off, followed by an abduction. Or you see them getting up in the middle of the night and walking into another room, followed by an abduction. Or they say to themselves, oh, nothing's going to happen tonight. I won't turn that camera on at all, you know. So uh, we never could get anything uh, on, on camera. But well, we with, with, with the state of miniaturization of technology, right now we have the the capability with motion detection and uh, infrared and, and, and miniaturization of, of cameras and you know actual data storage devices. You could hardwire a house for very little money uh, that would be triggered by any sort of motion that would be triggered by any sort of uh, variation in energy levels in the house. I mean, it's it's literally not rocket science anymore. If I was it really involved to the depth that you are and other in, in investigators are in this p- particular phenomenon I'd take my best cases and I would have them wired for sound, uh, infrared, audio whatever sort of energetic properties might change uh, in, in, you know, with, with EM meters that are record on demand record on whatever, however you want to trigger it. This type of technology 30 years after you first tried it is very affordable, it's extremely reliable and I, I would think that this would be a major uh, a major part of your investigative work uh, try to get physical uh, irrefutable visual and other types of data to support the claims of these individuals and you would have to do it without their knowledge without the abductees knowledge yes now you run into ethical problems. Well, wait a minute. I, I don't understand. Why, wouldn't, why couldn't they just agree to that and then uh, go because about their business? their friends, the aliens, would know. They'd know what they'd been up to. 
they would understand. And so what you'd see is you'd see an abductee, just like I saw, getting up in the middle of the night and going not to another room, but outside or wherever or, or getting away from whatever is is, is being. Well, you uh, could, you could, no, I disagree. I mean, you could have every exit to every house with a pinhole camera. I mean, you could have everything. Totally. As long as they know it, it's a problem. However, well, all you have to do is say, "Do I have permission to do this?" And will you sign this this document yes. that gives me permission to do this? And I don't have to tell you where these devices are located. Right. Okay. If if it's they were it. able to go and turn something off when they should not know how to do that or where to go to do that, that's major proof right there. Absolutely. So why isn't this being done? Listen, I'm a historian, uh, and I have, there's only so much I can do in my life. Well, <laughs> I, I would think that you, you would, want other you would people be going to do uh, a, the extra mile to ascertain the situation in a way that will provide you with irrefutable hard data and physical evidence that would support the claims of these hundreds and hundreds of people. Uh, yeah, to me, uh, I mean, the average skeptic Absolutely. and scientist w- would look at this and say, well, you know, there's ways to do this. Uh, W.C. Levengood came up with a great idea. Why not put on germinated seeds in, in rollers in, in a woman's hair and see what, what effect you have on the, the, the seeds in terms of their physiological properties once an abduction occurrence has happened and base it against a control group taken from the same plant, that, that sort of thing. There's, there's really creative ways to, to go about this. In terms of being a researcher and in a, in a, in a field investigator, This is a uh, it, these are real events is, is what you're saying. Uh, and what the abductees are saying, these are real events, so there are ways to ascertain the level of reality. Get me a team with enough money and enough wherewithal to they do that. They've been doing let's this for do how it. long? I mean, I have specialized in doing hypnosis with abductees. Now, having said that, there was one incident in which uh, we were going to put, this is in the VCR days, a, a camera, a tiny little camera in a person's window that they would not know of focusing on her bedroom or whatever that will be attached to a recorder that went down down the stairs to an apartment below the woman below was ready for this the abductee did not know it and record everything that went on at least during the night uh, i had a funding to do this and uh, the woman involved with it had no knowledge of it and it was going to be done by this happened in, it was going to happen in Ohio. The local researcher there was going to install this equipment himself. Everything was ready. Somebody found out about it, called our benefactor. He pulled out because uh, she had found out, and nobody was supposed to know, not the abductee, but another person who had talked with this researcher in Ohio. And he pulled out. Therefore, I pulled out. And I had to call the abductee and tell her what we had been planning for her. And she was unbelievably angry. Not at us, not at me. No, but no, at you this learn from woman. your mistakes, David. She you learn angry. from your mistakes. There are she ways was, to do this. Stop, stop. She was angry at the woman who had interfered with her life. She was all set to do it. Everything was ready. She was angry that this woman had thrown a, a monkey wrench into the works. That's as close as we ever came. Uh, you can chastise me all you want. No, I'm not uh, chastising you. I'm just saying uh, that there are ways uh, to get to the bottom of the physicality of this. Yes. And I don't see it being I, done. There's all that. Do it. <laughs> okay, Dr. Jacobs. Yes. There are less expensive ways now for us to do things like this. And I'm sure that 
the listeners of the Paracast, we have people here who could possibly volunteer to be of assistance in something like this. Because the thing is here is we have lots of anecdotal reports. It may be 100% consistent, 90% consistent. Painting a picture that we have hybrid or hybrid aliens here, and they're infiltrating us, and they have some kind of purpose in mind for doing so, we think. I'm going to ask you about that in a moment. There's surely a way to test this, to have the equipment there so that when somebody is being abducted, we see the physical effects. If there are physical effects, we ought to find a way to see them. Well, there are physical effects on people's bodies. Yes, there are, but sometimes people could say, well, those things may be the result of something else, an accident, psychology, yeah. that kind of thing. But I know what we're you mean. talking I know about what you mean. seeing the event as it takes place. It would be wonderful. I would take that. Uh, 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 I work with people uh, uh, right now. Who are the only three people I'm working with right now are in, are in another country. And um, uh, uh, I don't work with anybody I can get to very closely. I may not even work again anymore. I'm getting long in the tooth. I'm old. Uh, I want to watch television uh, all day long. And um, uh, uh, there's got to be other people who can do this. I'm, I'm more than willing to help them uh, in any way uh, do this. I'll, it's, I'll be happy to do that. It's okay, be done again. let me do the break here. We'll go into more of this. We have Dr. David Jacobs. Anyone out there want to pick up on his research, move it to the next level, test the research and the results? With Gene and Chris, you're in The Paracast. Thank you for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. Silver has always been nature's very own antibiotic, and only one system allows you to produce an endless supply of nano-sized silver solutions right from the convenience of your home. Silver Lungs. With the addition of our unique lung delivery system, respiratory infections are targeted directly, where traditional oral administration simply cannot reach. This pioneering method also preserves the original particle sizes and delivers your silver solution directly into the bloodstream. See the Silver Lungs generator and lung delivery system at silverlungs.com. That's silverlungs.com. Silver has always been nature's very own antibiotic, and only one system allows you to produce an endless supply of nano-sized silver solutions right from the convenience of your home. Silver Lungs. With the addition of our unique lung delivery system, respiratory infections are targeted directly, where traditional oral administration simply cannot reach. This pioneering method also preserves the original particle sizes and delivers your silver solution directly into the bloodstream. See the Silver Lungs generator and lung delivery system at silverlungs.com. That's silverlungs.com. We all know that Berkey Water Purification Systems are the most trusted name in water filtration. As an authorized Berkey dealer for over six years and serving thousands of satisfied customers, the Berkey Guy offers amazing specials for Berkey Water Filtration Systems. The Berkey Light Systems include a set of self-sterilizing and recleanable black purification elements that purify water by removing chlorine, pathogenic bacteria, cysts and parasites to non-detectable levels and remove harmful chemicals such as herbicides and pesticides. Order the Berkey Light System 
system today, complete with two black Berkey elements for only $231, and the Berkey Guy will ship your order free of charge. With the purchase of a Berkey light, the Berkey Guy is also offering a set of fluoride and arsenic filters for only $39.99. That's over 30% off the retail price. Call the Berkey Guy at 1-877-886-3653. That's 1-877-886-3653. Or order online at GoBerkey.com. That's GoBerkey.com today. We all know that Berkey water purification systems are the most trusted name in water filtration. As an authorized Berkey dealer for over six years and serving thousands of satisfied customers, the Berkey Guy offers amazing specials for Berkey water filtration systems. The Berkey light systems include a set of self-sterilizing and recleanable black purification elements that purify water by removing chlorine, pathogenic bacteria, cysts and parasites to non-detectable levels and remove harmful chemicals such as herbicides and pesticides. Order the Berkey light system system today complete with two black Berkey elements for only $231 and the Berkey guy will ship your order free of charge. With the purchase of a Berkey light, the Berkey guy is also offering a set of fluoride and arsenic filters for only $39.99. That's over 30% off the retail price. Call the Berkey guy at 1-877-886-3653. That's 1-877-886-3653 or order online at goberkey.com. That's goberkey.com today. We use mobile devices right against our bodies every day, but growing scientific evidence has emerged showing serious health risks associated with exposure to EMF radiation emitted from these devices. The solution is Defender Shield, the most effective mobile radiation shielding ever developed. Defender Shield blocks virtually 100% of EMF radiation from cell phones, tablets, and laptops and starts at just $64.99. Buy now at DefenderShield.com. For 10% off, use promo code GCN. DefenderShield.com, the worldwide leader in mobile radiation shielding. We use mobile devices right against our bodies every day, but growing scientific evidence has emerged showing serious health risks associated with exposure to EMF radiation emitted from these devices. The solution is Defender Shield, the most effective mobile radiation shielding ever developed. Defender Shield blocks virtually 100% of EMF radiation from cell phones, tablets, and laptops and starts at just $64.99. Buy now at DefenderShield.com. For 10% off, use promo code GCN. DefenderShield.com, the worldwide leader in mobile radiation shielding. Hi, this is Bryce Abel. I'm the producer of Dark Skies, the co-author of AD After Disclosure, and you are listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. You know, this is one of the most important things that we've come up with here, because you're a layman, you're a history professor, you're not a scientist, and I gather you're trying to do the best you can, but at this point... We have all these stories, and we need to put it together and find evidence of what is going on. Have you ever personally met up with a so-called hubrid? Not that I know of. Would you even know? I mean, if you you saw somebody in the street or in the local Circle K or the Starbucks, would you you recognize them? No. Geez, I've met a few people that I had some real serious questions about. Well, that's true. The other thing is here— if I took him to the local doctor, they broke a leg, and the doctor at the emergency room gives him some x-rays, would the x-ray show a totally human person? Yes, except that that wouldn't happen. Because Why would that happen? Because the broken leg would be, would be fixed uh, immediately. You mean because they're being monitored, and E.T. would come down and fix it? 
No, it's it's not that they're being monitored. They have a communication that that we don't. It's not that they're spending 100% of the time here because we don't know what they do at night or when they're not around an abductee. So the question is, what percentage of the time do they spend here? Uh, is it 100% or is it 90% and, or 80% or 70% where they go up to, uh, to the UFO? My guess is that if there was a broken arm or something like that, they go up to the UFO, have it fixed immediately and come right back down. Okay, but uh, what if they're knocked unconscious? What's that? What if they're not uh, well, unconscious? I, I, I have no idea. You're well, yeah, that's getting into pure speculation, Gene. Sure. But I want to know, uh, Dr. Jacobs, is how extensive uh, in the past, you know, well, we're talking 12 years since you first got an inkling of this type of agenda, potential agenda going on, how much effort has been done except for you staking out that one apartment, to identify an actual hybrid and somehow gain genetic material. If you could gain the genetic material of just one of these entities, that would be slam dunk scientific evidence that would totally vindicate any questions that people have about your work. Well, uh, that, that would be great. That would be the gold standard. What we want is DNA in some way. Uh, I, have, uh, uh, I have two different hairs uh, from... Uh, from uh, hybrids, but uh, uh, not the bulb. And without the bulb, you can't. Uh, without the roots, you can't do anything with it. Basically, uh, I've uh, 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 I've been round and round about this business for a long time. I I want that. Uh, in fact, uh, people have sent me. Sometimes these beings will use a dye, and uh, people have sent me pink uh, clothes that have uh, were pink. They've sent me uh, clothes and sheets and pillowcases that were. Uh, sort of uh, light coffee colored and I've had them analyzed nobody knows what they are hold on what, what do you mean nobody knows uh, what what is <laughs> well what you're doing is you're testing for an unknown and if you right, say right. you want to know what this what this liquid was or is that's on this clothes of a person that was abducted uh, when you test for an unknown then it's almost impossible to figure it out because all they can do is test for unknown it's not coffee well, so you have actual physical evidence that cannot test out uh, to some logical or mundane explanation in terms correct. of what it is that is correct but that doesn't mean anything just because people don't know because chemists don't know what it is doesn't mean it's not something that uh, is normal it doesn't mean that. Yeah, but that's that, that's that's big. I mean, that's a step in the right direction as far as I've done this several times and uh, uh, I have had it analyzed. And um, uh, there, is, they, you cannot. It's almost impossible to test for an unknown because what happens with chemists is they have different uh, liquids that they uh, they'll they'll have a teaspoon of that, a teaspoon of this, and a teaspoon of something else. And they put it in and then they patent it. Right, right. Yeah, I, I understand so, how the process goes, but right. you know, for instance, so, uh, uh, some sort of metallic uh, slag dribbling from a, a, a distressed disc. Uh, going under analysis and finding uh, metallic uh, metallic substance that's not known in the periodic table uh, w would be an example of of an unknown that can be tested for and determined to be not of this planet. Yeah, I mean, that, um, fine, great. Uh, uh, right. So, I mean, there are ways around that particular scenario of just saying, "Well, we can't figure out what it is," so. No, I, I'm only dealing with the evidence that I have personally. Right, I understand that. I'm not dealing with evidence I don't have. I mean, obviously, the sky's the limit with evidence you don't have. Right, and and I understand that. And and you know, I'm not, I'm not chastising you. I'm saying I'm all I'm doing is agreeing that there is 
a way to look at something that tests out as an unknown and looking at it and determining you know, the degree of how unknown it is, if you will. Um, we need, you know, gosh, I, I can't believe it, Gene. This show has really flown by. We're, we're down to our last two segments, uh, David. And I've got, you know, like I said, 40, 50 questions. I want to at least get to a couple of them. You mentioned analyzing uh, data, analyzing evidence. Burnt State, one of our, you know, real <laughs> – very uh, up to speed and shrewd posters uh, is interested in a, in a number here, and that is what percentage of your clients have identified any sort of mental health concerns, have a history of mental health concerns, uh, any sort of sexual assault or sexual abuse as part of their past history. Have you made a determination of possible extenuating environmental circumstances that that may have, or or you know that may have somehow uh, impacted their uh, you know, their personal history and in their story? Uh, no, I, uh, for people who have very serious, uh, I try to weed out people who have mental problems. Uh, I have been unsuccessful a couple of times. Well, how about uh, sexual abuse uh, and sexual assault? In uh, sexual abuse, yeah, that happens. Uh, I've worked with people who thought they were sexually abused. We looked at the event and they weren't sexually abused. I've looked at people who thought they were sexually abused. No, I, I mean just mundane, like my stepdaddy, uh, you know, used to fondle yeah. me in my bedroom, right. that sort of thing. That, no, that's uh, yes. P people have told me that they know the difference between that and the abduction phenomenon. Right, but what percentage of people have had those types of experiences in their in oh, their past? Oh gosh, history? I don't know. Just a few, really, uh, who I've who so I've that, worked that, with. that's an that would be an exception as opposed to some sort of. Uh, I'm, I'm thinking one, yeah, one, two, three. I don't know, maybe five or so. Uh, it, it's it's not you know it's it's not that usual. But when people are sexually abused as children, they remember it. They remember it starting when they were six years old and going to 14 years old. And it was their uh, father, uh, stepfather or their brother or whatever it was. And, and they told them at 14 that, you know, they're going to call the police if they kept doing it and blah, blah, blah. They, they, they know all that sort of stuff. Right. You, well, I'm not saying they don't. I'm just saying how many actually divulge that kind of information to you? Oh, they, they're, they're not ashamed to divulge that kind of information. Right. right. This, is well, a, this is a phenomenon where so you're, you're saying that's very few uh, out of the whole the whole number yes. uh, well yeah uh, people uh, you have to remember this is a reproductively oriented phenomenon so I will be asking them questions uh, that have, are very intimate questions for anybody for male or female that leads me to Bernstein's second question do you have any concerns regarding the inherent problems involved in the intimacies involved with male hypnotists exploring female stories of alien sex and reproduction and how do you safeguard yourself in the subject to ensure that neither of you will be taken advantage of during much a very complex relationship between patient and doctor, uh, especially when you're seeing them frequently and, and they kind of, you know, I, I would think the intimacy and, and the, the level of, of uh, candor probably increases. Uh, that's a good question. I mean, how do you, you know, how do you address those concerns or do you have concerns? I don't have concerns, and neither do people who I work with. Wow, cool! <laughs> Simple as that. Uh, it's 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 uh, in terms of one uh, particular person. Uh, uh, she, uh, she used uh, well. I won't I won't go into it. I had one problem with one person. All the rest I never had a problem with. They understand immediately that this is a reproductively oriented phenomenon. They they know that. I I I'm not interested in. 
reproduction for them. I'm only interested in the procedures that are being administered to them. Let's and, do our break here because we have one more segment left and we'll have to move quickly. And I have a very significant question to ask that kind of sums it up a bit. With Dr. David Jacobs and Gene and Chris, you're in The Paracast. Thank you for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Graphic Converter is the image manipulation tool for the rest of us. It does not use any database. You get full control of all your files. Want to view the images of a folder? Drag it into Graphic Converter and a powerful browser opens up to show your image files. You could use it for slideshows. You could use it to import images from digital cameras or from scanners. Need to do some image editing? You can do that too in Graphic Converter. Also, print catalogs convert from so many formats I can't even list them. Download now to see if Graphic Converter is good for you, like one and a half million other users. Guess what? You could save money when you buy Graphic Converter. Use the coupon code NIGHTOWL. Use the coupon code NIGHTOWL to get a special price for Graphic Converter. Go to LemkeSoft.com. That's L-E-M-K-E-Soft.com. LemkeSoft.com. L-E-M-K-E-Soft.com. Owe $10,000 or more to the IRS? Get on board with the tax admiral. Don't pick on the IRS alone. I'll cut penalties and reduce your overall tax bill. Sometimes I can even get it zeroed out completely. We're an A-rated company helping people clean up their mess with the IRS. If you owe $10,000 or more, then call the tax admiral. Call 800-287-7180. Again, that's 800-287-7180. 800-287-7180. Owe $10,000 or more to the IRS? Get on board with the tax admiral. Don't pick on the IRS alone. I'll cut penalties and reduce your overall tax bill. Sometimes I can even get it zeroed out completely. We're an A-rated company helping people clean up their mess with the IRS. If you owe $10,000 or more, then call the tax admiral. Call 800-287-7180. Again, that's 800-287-7180. 800-287-7180. There are hundreds of silver products on the market today, but there's nothing like the astonishing health benefits of the multi-patented One Silver Solution. Boost your immune system at a great price with our Silver Solution Liquid, starting at $12.95 a bottle, now available in regular and extra strength. That's half the price of the leading competitors. Call 844-USE-SILVER for your free catalog or go to onesilversolution.com, onesilversolution.com. There is only one silver solution. There are hundreds of silver products on the market today, but there's nothing like the astonishing health benefits of the multi-patented One Silver Solution. Boost your immune system at a great price with our Silver Solution Liquid, starting at $12.95 a bottle, now available in regular and extra strength. That's half the price of the leading competitors. Call 844-USE-SILVER for your free catalog or go to onesilversolution.com, onesilversolution.com. There is only one silver solution. Hi, Peter Vaccaro for ParanormalDate.com. Are you looking for love in all the wrong places? Now you have a chance to change that by signing up for free at ParanormalDate.com. This incredible dating site puts people of like minds together. People who are interested in the strange, the unusual, mysteries, ghosts, UFOs, and the afterlife, and so much more. ParanormalDate.com was developed for you. People seeking a viable alternative 
to the other dating services. You can join for free by going to ParanormalDate.com. And if you decide you like it and want to connect with people, use the code GEORGE for a substantial discount. Mark Rawlings, president of ParanormalDate.com, says so many people hunger to share their experiences about the paranormal, the unexplainable, or the afterlife, and so much more. And this is the source for them to meet and share that common interest. So sign up for free at ParanormalDate.com. ParanormalDate.com. And use the code GEORGE if you decide to connect with someone you like. This is Micah Hanks of the Gray Alien Report, and you're listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. So let's move into our final segment here with Dr. David Jacobs. We're talking about aliens walking amongst us, and we want to know what the end game is here. So, Dr. Jacobs, do you have any idea, based on the work you've done, how widespread this phenomenon is? How many hubrids are there on Earth? And what's the agenda? Yeah, I, the first question is how many are there? How many of them are here? And the answer is I don't know, of course. However, if I discovered this happening in my corner of southeastern Pennsylvania, that means the possibility that this is the very first place and the first time that they are putting hubrids down here that's impossible. Yeah, well, it's billions to one. Yeah, so therefore, it's happening everywhere. If I found it here, it's happening everywhere. The second question was what again? I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, what does ET want to do with us? I'm calling this, for want of a better phrase and for want of a better idea, planetary acquisition. This, Because this is global and because the amount of energy and material and beings involved, which is a whole other world how this happens. And because it's intergenerational, I think that this is, in fact, a, a takeover, a planetary takeover. Well, it's, uh, it's got a long bell curve involved here. Uh, why don't they just abduct Rupert Murdoch or the Koch brothers or, uh, you know, the, some of the Rothschilds or perhaps, uh, <laughs> I mean, I could, I could go comedic here. Um, Kim Kardashian, you know, maybe reduce the size of her ass and, and, and blow everybody's mind. I mean, I mean, you could have religious miracles that would have much more impact in, in, in an immediate way, you know, apparent religious miracles. You get what I'm, where I'm going with this. I mean, to me, this seems like a, a, an extremely just long-term, just incremental process of slowly, you know, as like a parasite, like a mistletoe on a juniper tree. It just slowly takes the whole tree over. Wouldn't one or, or one key person in, in, in society, why not strike at the, at the, the, the root, you know, the taproot of, of the culture to change it? Why go through this whole thing with people in trailer parks and working at Walmart or, or you know, a, a lot of middle, middle-aged housewives uh, that I think might need a life, pardon me if that insults anyone. Uh, it just seems that the people that are being selected to enact this this huge takeover or change uh, are the least likely people to, to have any sort of influence on the rest of the culture. I, I'm, I'm just, I'm, there's a disconnect going on here. Yeah, before you answer, David, we have maybe six minutes for your answer. So I don't yeah. want to rush you, but that's how it is. Go ahead. 
Well, the problem here is that you are, uh, what I said before was that a person, these people are not abducted because their mother or their father were not abductees. That applies. That's the end of it. Are there people in the government who are abductees? Probably. Are there people who live in trailers? Probably. Are there people who are middle class? Probably. Are there people who are who have PhDs and LLDs and all the rest of that stuff, as I described before? Yes. For some reason or another, Chris, you've, you've forgotten about all that. <laughs> this is an intergenerational phenomenon, and it's rigidly so. People are not. I'm an experiencer, just, David. So I'm, you know, I'm not just coming at this from a, a complete uh, well, you're skeptical asking viewpoint. The why question then, and the why question can't be answered in this area. We don't know enough. Abductees don't know enough, and therefore I don't know. We don't know why this phenomenon is happening. I don't know why, if this is planetary acquisition, and I think it is, this uh, the change. I don't know why they are doing it. The only ones who know why are the insect-like ones, who I call insectolins. They are the order givers, and everybody else is an order taker. The reptilians, which uh, people on the internet seem to be fascinated with to a degree that is beyond my imagination, are sometimes reported. That's all. Just ask Pamela Stonebrook. They are sometimes reported, but most of the people don't report them uh, sometimes ever, but most of, some, uh, most of them are reported once in a while. But there, I go into this in the book to show probably what their role is in this phenomenon. However, this is a, a dedicated program. People who are abductees are just happen to be born into that family. And uh, it has nothing to do with people who are smart or people who are dumb or people who are in the government or p- critical individuals. Right. you got to think about it. In terms of time. Well, the thing that I get from listening to you is that this has to be a takeover from within. So alien hubrids are integrated with society. They take leadership positions. And over time, through their influence or extra resources, they control us. Does that mean that they become our… leadership positions? I mean, that's like going to Vegas and playing, playing a slot machine. Sure. You don't have to be a leader if you are the general population and you can control other people. And the thing is, you have to understand, time is on their sides. If this has been going on for almost 100 years, then it it is possible that these beings live for very long periods of time and they're not in a rush. Uh, Time is on their side. Time is relative. For us, we we measure time and how long we live, basically. And uh, something that's 200 years long is is a long time that we will not be able to see. Scientists today are trying to extend our lives to an average of 100 years. And eventually, it might extend our lives to an average of 200. Eventually, they might. Well, then you have Enoch and Methuselah and, you know, some of the uh, ancient biblical characters who supposedly lived centuries. Uh, You know, I just throw that out there. I wouldn't go that far. Now now you're going into the evidence-free zone. But the fact is, though, that you have to assume that time is on their side and it doesn't mean as much to them as it does to us. Okay, but that's a fast question. We have a minute left or so. Can we stop it or is this inevitable? Will we wake up our descendants 200 years from now and we're controlled by E.T. for whatever reason? You know, there's a guy named Michael Mencken. Michael Mencken makes hats that are filled with a velostat lining, uh, sort of plastic lining, that abductees say stops, uh, stops abductions. If it stops any abductions at all, that's one guy who thought of that. What we need is a large number of scientists and academics who can put their minds together and figure out how to stop the abduction phenomenon. 
Or at least ascertain if it's real. (laughs) Or ascertain if it's real or whatever the hell they have to do, fine. We don't have that. In fact, right now, there is more hostility towards the subject in the academic and scientific community than ever before in history. And it's not just the abductions, it's UFOs as well. When I uh, talk at UFO conferences, I don't see a lot of younger people coming in, learning about it. They're not interested in UFOs. It's all for, I think for most people now, it's just a matter of popular culture that they see on the History Channel or TLC or whatever it is, you know. It just becomes sort of background noise. There is a certain degree of hostility to this point of view in our forums. We saw that. And that's why we asked for a lot of questions to get around different aspects of this. Okay, would you tell our listeners, Dr. David Jacobs, where they can go to find more information about this and more subjects? Well, I have a website called uh, UFO Abduction, singular, no S, ufoabduction.com. You can click through uh, to go to amazon.com for the books. You can learn a little bit about my work although it hasn't been changed in about a thousand years, but uh, a little bit about my work there. Uh, however, if you, uh, in, 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 in each book that I've written, I've, I've recapped what's read, been written before, and so uh, they can find out sort of how I do it. I do wish that I could, you know, bug somebody's room and not them having them know it and all the rest of that stuff. And uh, it's possible I could probably do something like that in the future, but I would like to have help. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know the feeling. <laughs> I mean, it's just me. There's And there's Yvonne Smith in Los Angeles, and there's Jed Turnbull in New York City, and there's uh, uh, Kathleen Martin in Florida, and, and there's a few others. But yeah. uh, but there aren't many people who, who have done this either and, and who do a, a abduction work. We need to have scientists and academics come into the phenomenon and understand the, the importance of it and deal with it as best they can. <laughs> Thank you very much, Dr. Jacobs. You can find us on Twitter. Look for The Paracast. Check out The Paracast on Twitter. Also check out our premium package with a lifetime membership. Check out The Paracast Plus at plus.theparacast.com, plus.theparacast.com. Subscriptions start at just $5 a month. We have a low-cost lifetime membership plan that we highly recommend. You get the ad-free version of this show, the exclusive After the Paracast podcast, video content coming soon for long-term subscriptions. We give away free e-books from Chris O'Brien, plus.theparacast.com. Dr. David Jacobs, thank you for joining us on the Paracast. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. The Paracast, featuring Gene Steinberg and Christopher O'Brien, is a copyrighted presentation of Making the Impossible Incorporated. Tune in next week for a new adventure in The Paracast.